Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by Drip Shop Live. Shop live streams of sports cards from your favorite sellers right from your phone or computer. Giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and more. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody. It's time for TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTM, cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. And that means anything Drew wants to talk about. That's what a whole lot more is. Anything Drew wants to talk about. Drew, remember in 60 Minutes when they used to do and more from and and we have and more and then it was just Andy Rooney. Yeah, exactly. So, you, so you're kind of you're kind of the you're kind of the more. <laughs> do I get to do I get to go like full like Andy Rooney? Question: Why do I just go on like ranting for like five minutes? You could so be I a curmudgeon like Andy Rooney. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. You could. Maybe I mean, we'll especially once a, I get into uh, this Rangers game thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> No, what was uh, you watch the the Simpsons, right? And then Homer Simpson had it, and he was on TV, and it was like, "What's biting my butt or something?" Remember, he had oh, the whole, this uh, Family Guy. What grinds my gears? What grinds my gears? That's right. Yeah, that that will be, we'll have grinds my gears with Drew Belt. Drew, with there Drew we Belt go. <laughs> well, guys, this is season four, episode forty. It is the weekend of October eighth, and you're listening to a nationally the National Rank Sports Podcast. That's TTM Cast. With your host, that's me, Jeff Baker. I am talking to you from Boston, Massachusetts. And you heard Drew Pelto and his illustrious pipes in the background from Dallas, Texas. Hey, Drew. Hello. Sorry, we got a little off, off track on the <laughs> intro. but that's You know, you know it's going to be a long one if we're getting off track on just the intro. I know. I mean, we it's... got a lot <laughs> to talk about, guys. Sit back, buckle up, all sorts of stuff. We have cool interviews. We have news, we have all our regular stuff, and but Drew's going to tell us about our radio show first. Absolutely. Yeah, we uh, have Sports Collectors Club. You can find that on the Sports Map Radio Network. Airs uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Saturdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. Same show both times, so if you miss one, don't worry about it. You can catch it again. Uh, if you miss it out completely, you can check our website, sportscollectorsclub.com. Find past episodes there. And if you don't have a Sports Map Radio Network uh, station in your area, well, beg them to get one and then uh, go and download the uh, app that they have. You can listen to everything live on their, uh, on their app. And Drew, we put all our good stuff on the radio show. We don't have any, we don't save anything for the podcast, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is, <laughs> I don't know why you're all here at this point. Yeah. We don't know why you're all here, but anyway, you're here. We, so we're going to, we're going to fill, fill you up with all sorts of cool card talk, cool collecting car talk, cool autograph talk, all sorts of stuff. Um, I had a, a, a fun week. I, it was uh, at the beginning of the week and I was on Facebook and this, I saw a post on uh, like Facebook in the morning and the guy said he had, um, I don't know, 10,000 cards that he was just giving away for free. Nice. And I was like, really? And then I, I looked at the post and the guy happened to be in my town. So I, oh, I, I post, I, and I didn't know him. So I, I sent him I sent him a thing I sure I love him and then I love to get him so we we hooked up that uh, afternoon and I picked him up and they're all you know junk junk era stuff it's all like mm-hmm. 87 88 89 90 91 stuff um 
some tops, a lot of flair and Donruss, uh, some basketball. There's actually some basketball in there. I, I there's nice. some Kobe Bryant, a couple of Kobe Bryant cards in there. I got a couple Kevin McHale cards in there. And there was some, uh, auto, uh, I don't know, six or seven autograph cards in there. Yeah. Uh, we sent we, we sent them off to Les to take a look at them. Drew took a look at them. A couple of them didn't look like they were good, but a couple of them did look like they were good, including a, a Kalia Stremski card that was autographed and a Dwight Evans 1974 card that was autographed. It was all for free. And I'm going to give some of those cards away. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. But I was kind of it was kind of cool. You never know what you find on Facebook Marketplace. I've actually had pretty good luck with uh, Facebook. How about you? Yeah, I've had some decent luck there too. Actually, a couple of years ago, uh, there's a guy quite a ways away. I had to drive like 40 minutes to pick it up, but uh, I, there was a whole bunch of stuff ranging from like 72 up to like maybe about 86 or so, but a lot of stuff from the uh, kind of the late seventies in there, all, you know, commons and stuff, not the greatest condition or anything, but that's a lot of, you know, TTM fodder right there. So when he said, you know, 25 bucks, I'm like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be there as quick as I can. So zipped over and picked those up, but yeah, once in a while, I can find some cool stuff there. So it works out well. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of, uh, what, what, I don't know what we call them, civilians, right? Civilians on yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, it, I don't mind uh, spending a few dollars on, on uh, TTM fodder, as you said. I, you know what, I, I think last last uh, fall, I got like 15,000 cards, uh, mm-hmm. eight, like 81, 82, 83, 84, 85 kind of cards yep. um, for like $10. And again, I just used them for, for uh, TTM, yeah, and I have I have like four or five rows of those that I just pull out every once in a while uh, for TTM, and so you know part of part of the fun of TTM is finding cards you already have, right? And, yeah, and uh, and sending them out to get signed. I just I just did a bunch of baseball ones actually from that uh, a couple weeks ago, and some of those have started to come in, so it's kind of cool. How was your week? It was pretty good. I uh, got out to a couple of uh, games. Actually, got uh, on Monday, went to go and see a, a preseason game between the Stars and the Avalanche, the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, in there. So, uh, yeah, went to the preseason game out there. The Avs won it 3-1 uh, to one with an empty netter. So, uh, really great to watch that and everything. No autograph opportunities there, unfortunately. Do they, do they, play, the, do they play the starters in, in those games? You know, like in baseball, they, never, you know, they play them for like three innings. Football, they, sometimes they don't even play them. I haven't yeah. been to an uh, exhibition hockey game in a while. Did they play a lot of the starters? It's a mix. They uh, There was a couple guys who were out, you know, because they're coming off injuries and such, like, um, what's his name? Nachushkin didn't play. The entire top line basically didn't play. So you had no Nachushkin, no, uh, um, my God, what's his name? Um, Landeskog, no uh, McKinnon. But, uh, like, Makar played. They Like, he the entire play. defense played. Yeah, the entire defense played. Um I think who the goalie was. They started uh, Pavel Franco's in there, so guy who's challenging for the starting job at least. But it was a lot of yeah, trying to you know figure out okay who's going to fill in these lower lines and everything. So you saw a lot of the guys that are probably going to make the second, third line, and then uh, guys that are battling it out for the fourth line spots and such. So yeah, it was a little mix of everything. But uh, same thing with the stars there. They didn't have a Tyler Sagan in the lineup, but they did play Jamie Ben. So you had a couple guys in there, but. Uh, let's see what else went to a Rangers game on Wednesday. I missed the Aaron judge home run game by a day. We were hoping that, okay, well maybe we'd get to see history there, but no such luck. They sat him. They sat him the next day. I don't know why this, I know they want to rest him because of the playoffs and stuff, blah, 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 but he was still have a shot at the batting title, right? I mean, if he had a, if he had a pretty good game, you know, like a four for four game, he might've had a shot. It would have been tough. Luis Arias would have to go over four in his game. And Judge would have had to go two for two, basically. And then Judge would take the batting crown. So a lot of things had to happen. And they're probably going to sit a rise anyway, just because he's been battling 
hamstring issues or something, whatever their excuse is for sitting him. But so, yeah, he, uh, yeah, no judge that game. There are a lot of guys that did play like Isaiah Kiner for left and normally starting shortstop. He sat that game. Um, uh, Rizzo started. They did have Anthony Rizzo in the lineup okay. at least. Um, Stanton didn't play at all. So, but well, yeah, even I mean, when Stanton plays, you're not quite sure if he's actually playing. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but it was still good. Um, yeah, I got to see a game out there. We actually had really great seats for it. We had, uh, they've got the field level suites there in, uh, in the Rangers ballpark. And my friend Josh, through his wife's work, ended up with a table down in there. So we were able to sit down there literally at field level to watch this game. So that was pretty cool. But Did you get all the food you can eat like you did at the, at the Fisher Cats game? Uh, we got it was a one hundred twenty dollars food voucher for our table, so everybody oh, nice. could so everybody could get thirty bucks worth of food basically, and we did it just right. The final total came out to one hundred nineteen dollars and seventy one cents, so we were twenty nine cents under on that. So <laughs> we could we could have yeah we couldn't have planned it much better than that, but uh, yeah, food was really good down there, great view. But God, I I I hate that ballpark. I I absolutely hate it. We tried to everyone, you know what everyone loves it. They just I I, I heard people raving about it. The only good thing about it is the fact that it's air conditioned in Texas. It looks like it's this weird hybrid combination of Tampa Bay's ballpark, which is which is terrible, yep. and Houston's ballpark, which is just bland. You combine those two together, it's like this is what we're spending multiple billions of dollars of Arlington taxpayer money on. Good lord, this is this is a travesty. And they said it looks like a barn from the outside. It doesn't. It's not yeah. pretty from the outside. It looks, yeah, it looks like a giant Weber grill, basically, from the shape of the uh, roof on it and everything. It's just, it's weird, and I just, it look, yeah, it looks kind of like a dumpster, like a warehouse or something like that. I'm just, yeah, I, uh, I, it's, it's you know air conditioned. I, I, I'll give them I'm that. I'm kind of like you. I like, I love going to the minor league games. I, yeah. I really, I, I, I can't say how much I love going to the minor league games. And I, you know, I like going to a major league game myself, but mm-hmm. it's just so expensive, and you're fighting crowds, and Fenway's not a great place to watch a watch a game really it's so cramped and you know i i just i like going to the minor league games fedway is good on tv it's not yeah. that great in person i'll give it i'll i'll say that yeah minor league parks there's just yeah i mean you've usually got more space there they're, the crowd the stadiums are smaller but also the crowds are smaller you usually have a little bit of room to stretch out if you want to and everything they've got a every stadium just has something different going on with it i really like yeah a lot of minor league stuff but the range well, I mean, you I know fenway you sit out you sit out in right field and mm-hmm. you're looking at the outfield not home plate in the pitches mom so yeah. you you're cramping your neck yeah i don't know it's just yep. you know there's there's a lot to be said for seeing the best players in the world right because these guys are the best players in the world but in terms of just short sheer enjoyment and uh you're not devoting five hours to watch a baseball game you know i mean you go to my yeah. island game it's two two and a half hours you know you get you can get autographs the food's cheap you don't fight the crowds the parking's mm-hmm. right there the guys you can talk to the guys i mean you saw you know where we sit in manchester you can sit there and talk to the guys while they're out out on deck you know it's kind of cool yeah Yeah. and uh the biggest thing the biggest problem we had with arlington there was i mean we tried pregame to get autographs we went down down the left field line there there's a little spot right there where the netting ends you can occasionally get like the pitchers is there uh, after they get done throwing in the outfield there um, I didn't get anybody at all. My friend Josh was able to get two of them. He's a Yankees fan, so I was like, fine, yeah, you go get your guys. I'll just stand back. And the two guys that signed, I only had stuff for one of them. It was a guy that I'd already gotten at Scranton, so I wasn't really wanting to shove anyone out of the way to get him at all. But I just, the way they handle things down there, the way the stadium is constructed, the Rangers are a third-rate organization who think that they need to be mentioned among the likes of the Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, and Dodgers. And they're they're going to be, they take, they're, they're going to be very surprised in a few years when they realize that oh, they are not any of those organizations. So 
overall, not great. I did post game. At least I got uh, Steve Bouchelle and Mark McLemore up at the, uh, up their post game show and everything. Yep. They signed after that, but that was about it. So yeah, not a great autographing experience as usual there with the Rangers. Um, one purchase though, I want to mention and uh, show to you, Jeff here and see if you can guess what I paid for this. I got the Dennis Eckersley rookie card. Heck, rookie. Nice. In pretty great good corners. shape. In good shape. Yeah. yeah. You know, centering isn't the best at all. I mean, top to bottom, it's a bit off. Side to side, it's a bit off. But I mean, corners look great on there. Bottom edge, a little, you know, iffy. There, a little bit of, you know, sh- uh, kind of chipping going on there. Try to guess what I paid for this. Uh, $8. $6, including shipping. <laughs> that was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, a great deal on this one. That's that gonna is be going a great out. deal. It's going to be going out in the mail to him here pretty soon. So. Yeah, he's he's a great signer lately. Yes. He, and uh, he just they just he just uh, broadcast his last game for the Red Sox. They did a big thing for him oh, wow. on Nesson. So he's uh, he's retiring from broadcasting. But yeah, uh, he's uh, I would get him while while he's hot, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten him on my set cards I needed there. So I figured, you know, what, let's pick up the rookie card there and go for that and be done with it. Cause I mean, I've been doing a lot of football rookie cards and hockey rookie cards lately. I haven't done the baseball ones as much. So time to send off to Eckersley. Got to find myself like a goose gossage one, maybe some more of the Sandberg rookies do all that. Cool. Well, thank you, Drew. Hey, we have a great show for you guys. We're going to uh, speak with Warren Laufer. Warren is a uh, vice president of business development for arena club. And you're sitting there like arena club. I've heard that name before. Well, you know what? Arena Club's the new grading company that uh, is fronted by Derek Jeter. And Derek Jeter's involved with, with, with this new company called Arena Club, arenaclub.com. And we're going to talk to Warren about what's going on with Arena Club. We're going to talk to him about uh, the hobby in general and grading, talk about uh, Derek Jeter. But uh, guys, take this down, righty? $10 off, $50 or more grading on the Arena Club. This is a TTM cast exclusive. This is just for you guys. So take it down. It's arenaclub.com. And the the code to use is really easy. TTMcast. TTMcast is the code. You get saved 10 bucks off $50 in grading. And you should check out Arena Club. They're, they're, they're a little more than just grading. They have all sorts of cool stuff. They have a, a showroom. They have a marketplace. They have all sorts of cool stuff. Check it out. We're going to talk to Warren Lawfer about uh, Arena Club. Uh, that's coming up. But Write this down, $10 off, $50 or more grading from the Arena Club, arenaclub.com. Andrew, what's the, the code they use? That would be TTMcast. He didn't even have to say uh, at yahoo.com. <laughs> that was pretty was good, say, Drew. Having just TTMcast is a lot easier to remember than 4HMUGTZG. So uh, yeah. kudos to them for, uh, for that one. There you go. You didn't remember that, too. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so give Arena Club a try. We're going to have uh, Warren on uh, later for an interview. Next week, we're going to have Ezra Levine on. We've had him on a couple times in the past. He is, of course, CEO of Collectible.com, and they are a great company. They are a a fractional company, fractional uh, investment company, a collectible company, and they've kind of, they've been in in business for a little more than two years now, and they've uh, really taken the hobby by storm, and we're going to talk to Ezra about what's going on uh, in the hobby, what's going on at collectibles, all sorts of cool stuff. So that's next week. Next week, Ezra Levine. This week, Warren Lawfer from Arena Club. Remember, you can save $10 off a $50 grading, arenaclub.com. Use the code PTMCAST. PTMCAST. Yeah, I tried to do it like Drew, but I couldn't. <laughs> Drew, we have, all, we have all our regular segments plus this week. We do. Yeah, we've got a Baker's Dozen. We're going to cover all of the uh, hobby news from the past week. Fast forward football. We're going to make our football picks and... Uh, as we've said before, you should probably bet against us. 
I know. I feel like um, I'm going to go to the principal's office on this one for my picks last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, we've got a collector's corner with uh, Jeff Lampkill uh, coming up as well. Be talking to him. Uh, more from Les. Les Wolf joining us once again, making the grade where we'll talk about all things in the grading portion of the hobby. Got a stamp of approval. Jeff and I give our thumbs up to something or other from the past week. Could be just about anything. Vern Rap Minute covering deaths in the world of sports and celebrity. And of course, the main reason why you're here, our TTM returns. And guys, we love to hear from you. We really, really love to hear from our listeners. So you can send a text to our text line, which is 978-729-0662. Once again, it's 978-729-0662 or an email. We love emails. We prefer emails. Drew's family all has their email right in. So we get we all, we get all the good, oh, Drew's the best emails. But Drew, how, how does people email us? That would be ttmcast at yahoo.com. Yeah, we've got, we always get great emails and uh, I got, we got a great email from a, a listener this past week and uh, Drew, I talked to Drew about it and uh, we're going to be running a really fun, um, I don't know, promotion, right? Yeah. Fun, fun promotion uh, coming up in the holiday season. We'll, we'll I'll announce it in a couple of weeks, maybe beginning of November and we'll, we'll run it for November and December. It's a really fun idea for a promotion that we got from one of our listeners. We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea for the show, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you have an idea for guests on the show, I have, I have like a, a spreadsheet of about 10 potential guests that I've gotten from, from listeners. So there's all sorts of guys uh, we're looking for potential guests. So we'd love to hear from you. Drew, I'm going to breathe for a second. That wraps right. up our, our introductions. We're going to go uh, right into Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a new summary of what's been going on in the hobby. Uh, before we, we talk about news, there's a couple of things I just want to remind everyone. I've got um, two articles right now on uh, Sports Collectors Daily. I, wrote, I write my weekly article on um, TTMing and autograph tips. That's a weekly article. usually gets posted either Monday or Tuesday morning, and make sure you check that out. And I also wrote uh, <coughs> an article excuse me, along with my wife on uh, the Lampila family. They are a Fort, La Fort Myers family who lost everything in the hurricane. And we're going to we're going to hear from Jeff uh, Lampia in uh, Collector's Corner, but we are collecting uh, donations, card donate cards, autograph, <laughs> balls, pictures, anything. Uh, these are the two young kids. There is, is Finn, who's uh, 13, and uh, Kinsley, who's eight. And they lost everything in the hurricane. They lost all their cards. Oh, they had 40 baseball, autographed baseballs they lost. They lost um, three autographed bats. They lost all their uh, baseball memorabilia. <laughs> and we're trying to raise, my, uh, not money, we're trying to get uh, donations sent to my house. And uh, you can just uh, go to the website. Everything's there on the website. Um, and it, there's a button that says Help Limpia Kids. And you can uh, learn about their story and how to, Make a donation and uh, please help out these kids. Uh, you know, we love to, you know, they ha they've had a really tough time. They lost their mother 
uh, a few years ago. They're, uh, they just lost their house, their school, all their belongings, uh, their car. Basically, they, have, they, they, they saved their dog. They saved one autograph Funko Pop and a bag of clothes. That's all that they could take with them. Um, and they are, uh, you know, we just want to want to put a smile to the, on the face of these two young kids. Um, they, they're, uh, a great family. So we're going to hear from, uh, dad, Jeff later on, but I just want to let everyone know about that. And you can check out my article on them on sports collectors daily. I also want to, uh, we, we welcomed these guys a couple weeks ago and we just want to remind everyone about our friends at uh, drip shop live drip shop live is a new sponsor. They are offering. $15 off the first purchase of $20 or more, which is pretty good, Drew, because they are, have giveaways, auctions, breaks, uh, personal boxes, singles, a whole lot more you, right off, right from your phone or desktop. So you can basically get into a break for $5, right? Five bucks is not bad. Or you can buy something for like $5. You get $15 off your first purchase of $20 or more. They offer free shipping, so you don't have to pay for shipping. Go to check it out at dripshop.live forward slash invite forward slash ttm let's get it's drip shop dot live forward slash invite forward slash ttm we want to welcome them thank them for for joining the show and please give them a give them a try lastly i want to remind everyone about uh that i'm going to be at uh the northeast collectible show next weekend on sunday october 16th from nine to four in north quincy massachusetts at the marriott in, in quincy massachusetts there's all sorts of guys that are going to be assigning these these guys are signing for like 10 to 15 dollars jim longborg cedric maxwell reggie lemelin dana barrows tully bent to kane patrick pass a bunch of other guys they have a lot of guys uh, signing up we are going to, i'm going to be there hopefully um getting some interviews and talking to collectors and uh, should be a fun show. It's the first show. It's for the Northeast sports card collectible next weekend. It's Sunday, October 16th from nine to four in uh, at Marriott in Quincy mass. So we will, we will we'll, uh, be, uh, we'll be posting uh, my interviews and stuff from that. Um, probably the, that like Tuesday or Wednesday after the show. Uh, Drew, yeah. your turn. <laughs> All right. so i mentioned earlier yeah we had the uh that i was able to get out to the uh rangers yankees game missed the aaron judge home run game though by a single day it was on tuesday night ranger fan Corey human is the one who caught the ball he actually is a vice president of something like an investment firm or something yeah, like finance that. or something right yeah yeah something in finance there but did you see it? He, he 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 made a great catch. He, he like yeah. he, he like bumped the guy, reached mm -hmm. out, got it, and it hit right in the right in the glove. Yep. And then I saw they had like security just descended right on him there to make sure no one go and uh, no one jumped him and tried to steal it or anything like that. But yeah, he has not yet decided what he wants to do with it. Um, I mean, there's already that two million dollar offer out there. So who knows? If he's, he doesn't know yet if he's going to take that or what he's going to do with it yet. But he's holding onto it for the time being. But ticket stubs from that game currently selling for $150 to $200, which makes sense because, I mean, it's almost impossible to get ticket stubs nowadays. It's all, you know, a digital app and everything there. So you had to actually go and buy one, I think, from the box office to be able to get one. Uh, Micah Parsons, the uh, Dallas Cowboys linebacker, scored himself an autographed ticket there. Got to uh, meet Aaron Judge after the game and got him to sign the ticket there. So there's at least one autographed ticket out there somewhere in the world there in his collection. So Good to see that, but uh, yeah, Aaron Judge finally breaking the record there, and uh, it, it didn't end up in the hands of uh, Zach Hampel, so I'm very happy with that at least. Would you take the $2 million? Probably I would. I think I'm I just, would uh, too. Yeah, because I mean, I'd like to get, you know, I 
like I said, with, you know, home run number 61, I probably would have traded that to judge for like some autograph stuff. 62 though, there's already a $2 million offer out there on that. Um, yes. Sold. You're, you're, you're going to get that. Yeah. I think I, I would too. One, because um, it's from a, a reputable company. So, you know, right. you're going to, you don't have to worry about the money, right? It's yeah. you're going to get it Two, It's hot right now in six months or a year or two years. What happens if someone else hits 63 or 64? So right. then it becomes the Tom Brady conundrum, right? Yep, exactly. So I, I think I would get rid of it while it was hot. Um, you know, it'd be, would it be nice to meet Aaron Judge and get an autographed shirt or whatever and a team ball, sign ball? I guess so. But two million, two million bucks is two million bucks, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll go out and buy the autographs if I need to with that and still have a lot left over. I know. Have you have you seen anyone locally selling the ticket stubs? I mean, I saw them on, on Facebook and stuff. Have you seen anyone locally? I haven't at all, but I haven't really been looking around for it at all either. Yeah, I don't. You know what the the collector in me says? That's a good goodbye. But I, I I don't know. It's to spend one hundred fifty dollars or two hundred dollars on ticket stub is that's hard. It's still hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do it. I mean, I wasn't even willing to spend fifty dollars on the ticket stub for the Nolan Ryan last career win that I was at. So I couldn't definitely couldn't do 150 200 there yeah i agree well hey guys uh, uh this is a, a little no, notice from ebay that we saw the top four sellers on ebay have sold over 2.6 million million cards not dollars million cards in the past 12 months so that is unbelievable how many cards are going through ebay how many cards are out there listed right and then mm -hmm. uh to have um, more than two and a half million cards sold just by four sellers is incredible so it's good to see that the, uh hobby is still growing and still vibrant and that uh you know ebay is still the king to to purchase cards you know absolutely is uh heritage auction is also making some uh, big news here lately they had a psa 6 mantle in their uh, most recent auction the uh, 1952 tops one previous high mark on a psa 6 was two hundred nine thousand dollars. that went in april of 2021 well this one has finally hit the three hundred thousand dollar mark so We've talked before, you know, about the uh, the PSA, about the 9.5 or whatever it was. It went for, you know, $12 million. But there's still plenty of money to be had there and even kind of the lower grade, the mid, low to mid grades there. As I mean, a six right there, still landing six figures. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the National, guys who had uh, mantle ones, right, that were just like, looked like they were been through the washing machine yep. and they were selling them for thousands of dollars. So the, the allure for the mantle card is still there. Hey, our friends at Lana Sports, we had... Uh, Scott Tarter on from, from Lana Sports and Dropping Dimes, and they have a cool thing. They have a new uh, signature ball series, uh, a signed uh, ABA ball every month, a new one every month. And this month is Rick Barry. You can get a Rick Barry signed ball for $249.99. It's $250. He is a Hall of Famer. He's an ABA great. Go to lanasports.com. And the nice thing about this is that the uh, profits from the, the ball are going directly to help out um, the former ABA players. So this, this month is Rick Barry. They've had all sorts of guys. They had Darnell Hillman, who we, we had on. They had um, George McGinnis. They've got all sorts of other guys that you can purchase. Check it out, Lana Sports, lanasports.com. Help out ABA players and get a cool piece of memorabilia. Drew, we have a lot of new releases to talk about. Um, this is kind of a cool one. And we're going to talk about, we have um, Clemente Lise on next week. And we're going to talk to Clemente about this one. And we're talking, of course, about the Panini Mosaic Road to FIFA World Cup um, cards. They're coming out. The hot boxes are out now. Are going to come out? Are out now? They come out. I think they're out now, actually. And you get ten packs of cards. Um, 
15 cards a pack. One autograph is 200 cards in the base set, and they're going for about $370. So Panini Road to the World Cup, um, and they get going for $370. Panini also coming out with a, a very affordable baseball products here in the last uh, week or so. 2022 Panini Prism Baseball. We've talked before about how a lot of the Prism stuff is just skyrocketing in price. This one's only going to run you $175 for a box. You get 12 packs of 12 cards, three autos in a box there. So not too bad. I mean, 144 cards right there, plus the three autos. So $175 price tag, not too bad. And this one's from Tops, and this is for Drew Pelto. They, they, they called Drew and said, hey, Drew, we got this coming out for you. We're making this set for you. It's the 2022 Tops Pro Debut Baseball. There's a 200-card base set. You get four autographs, 24 packs, eight cards per pack. So you get a lot of cards in the, in the box. And uh, there's a lot of cool guys featured in a lot. It's all uh, minor league guys. So this is perfect for Drew. And if you're a grapper for minor leagues, uh, I would recommend it. And it's very affordable. It's only $85. So uh, 2022 Tops Pro Debut Baseball, only $85. A lot of those guys, their first uh, pro card of any kind, too. So really uh, cool to be able to get a hold of that. Uh, Topps Chrome Logo Fractor Mega Box. We mentioned that uh, last week. Those are going to be available on Topps.com. In those, you're going to get five five card packs of Chrome Topps Chrome stuff, but also two Logo Fractor packs in there as well. So it sounds like some pretty cool stuff right there, and a very affordable price tag of fifty dollars on that product. Yeah, I, I really like the Topps Chrome this year, and I think that that's a good buy. So there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Uh, that wraps up Baker's Dozen for the week, Drew. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Next up, I don't even know if I want to do this. <laughs> do we want to do it, Drew? Do we want to do it? Uh, we, we, we promised the people, and we, we got to give the people what they want. And even if they don't want it, well, we promised it anyway. I know. I feel like like Leave it to Beaver when I was when I was when he was bad and had to go to the principal's office. Where we have to talk, <laughs> of course, talking about fast forward football. Time to hit that button. Fast forward football, guys. Drew and I are making our picks right now. Hit fast forward right now. Drew, fast forward football, football yep. picks. Yep. How'd I do last week? Doesn't look like either of us was really that great. You uh you got an 0-4 and one record from last <laughs> week. Ouch. Oh I was... four and one. I couldn't pick one friggin' winner. I mean, on the plus side, that is still a winning percentage of 100 because that one tie right there. But yeah, I, I did manage a 500 week, which is good for me right there. I went two, two and one on mine. So uh, through four weeks right now, we are currently tied at two, uh, two wins apiece. Yeah. You know what? Mediocrity rolls. Mediocrity yes. rolls. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we have this week's picks. Um, I'll let you go first because okay. I just don't deserve to. So we get, we have the Detroit Lions who score a million points but let up a million points. They are playing at my New England Patriots in Foxborough. The Patriots are getting three. The Patriots have some rookie quarterback. Uh, their third string quarterback is now now their starter. Uh, the Detroit Lions again can score a million points but they can't let it. They they let up a million points. Drew, who do you like? Oh, man, that whole thing you said right there, third string quarterback is what's going to uh, hurt that one. So I'm going to have to go with the Lions on this one. Okay. Keep in mind, though, I haven't I don't I don't think I've picked a single uh, single Patriots game correct yet. You know, I'm taking the Pats. Of course. <laughs> All right. Since you got my Patriots game, I'm going to get your Browns game. And we have the Chargers at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are getting two and a half points. 
Um, the Browns are kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team, aren't they? Big time. Yeah, it's just, I mean, inconsistencies on defense right now, and that's that's been the killer for them. And the Chargers have kind of been a weird team, too. Their, their defense plays hot, and then they don't play very well. Their offense will play hot, and then don't don't play well very well. I'm going to take the Chargers going uh, wet east, right? They mm-hmm. Usually the West Coast teams don't do that great going east. But I will give the two and a half points, and I'll take the Chargers. I'm going to have faith in my Browns on this one. I think the defense steps it back up this week. Now they've got Miles Garrett back in the lineup. That's really going to help them a lot. Browns in this one. Boy, is he good. Miles Garrett is good. Okay, next game, game three. Ready? The Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys at the L.A. Rams? The Rams are giving four and a half points. So your Cowboys are getting four and a half points in L.A. You pick, my friend. I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. But uh, I just, yeah, I think, I mean, the Rams at home, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like they've got the, uh, they've got the upper hand here. All right. I'm going to go with the Rams as well. I can't, I Cooper, Cooper rush or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. He cannot be the real, the real deal. I'm just sorry. He, he, I don't know. I, I would agree that. with you. I would agree with you, but people said the exact same thing in 2006 about a certain guy named Tony Romo, who was this, undrafted small school guy and you know what did he do he went out to be their starter for the next you know decade basically so yeah i don't think cooper rushes it but hey i've people i've been wrong on this uh, a lot before have uh are they ready to elect that guy mayor i'm not surprised i would not be surprised if if he runs i would not be surprised <laughs> all right next game we have the cincinnati Bengals at the baltimore ravens the ravens are giving three points at home so it's basically a push right when the home team usually gets three points anyway um, I don't know about this one. Another game, uh, the Bengals, Joe Burrow and, and uh, Jamar Chase and those guys and Joe Mixon, and I just think they're going to score a lot of points. And uh, I don't know. I'm, you know what? Oh, this is killing me. I'll take Cincinnati. All right. I'll get. I'll take the three points. Yeah, I mean, this. Yeah, you're right. This is a tough one. Just to be different, I will take Baltimore in this you one. Ravens? Yeah, we'll take them. All right. All right, the last game, this is Monday night. That Bengals game is a Sunday night game. Uh, so we'll, Monday night, we, we have, we'll have something to root for, Drew. We have the Raiders from Las Vegas. I can't get used to that one. The, yeah. the Las Vegas Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are giving seven points. Um, what do you think, my friend? Whew. I'm going to take the Raiders and probably regret that, but uh, I just seven points is a lot. Kansas city has Kansas city's great, but are they, I mean, they've had what one they've lost what one this year, maybe two, but yeah, I just, I, they haven't been their usual selves. I don't think. All right. I'll take Kansas city. So we have something to root for on Monday night. So right. uh, guys, this is going to, we're all over the board this week in terms of who, who we pick. And so we can't, we can't give you any definites, but if I was you, I would go put a lot of money on the Dallas Cowboys because Drew and I both have the Rams. Exactly. <laughs> well, that wraps up fast forward football. Welcome back, guys. Come on back. We're done with football. Come on back. <laughs> Welcome back. Drew, next up is Collector's Corner. All right. And now it's time for Collector's Corner. Let's hear from our collector this week. So we learned about this this collector down in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, as a result of the hurricane. My my wife uh, stumbled upon him on one of her um, Instagram 
post, I think. And uh, it really brought a tear to our, our hearts, uh, you know, our eyes, because we're talking about the Lampia family, Jeff Lampia, and he's got a uh, son, Finn, who's 13, and his daughter, Kinsley, who's eight. And they are huge, huge baseball fans. The kids really got into collecting about a year ago. Um, and they have lost everything from the hurricane. They lost their house. They lost their car. They lost their clothes. They lost their school. Their school is, is gone. Um, and it all sorts of just heartbreaking stuff. In addition, they lost all their cards. They had over 10, like 10,000 cards. They had 40 autographed baseballs. They had three autographed baseball bats. They had all sorts of memorabilia and they lost it all. Um, Finn saved one of his autographed Funko pop Funko pops that he had that uh, he, he got was able to take with him while they were fleeing. But other than that, they lost everything. So we're trying to raise not money cards. We're trying to get people to donate cards, autograph cards, regular cards, base cards, any cards, uh, balls, um, anything, memorabilia, autograph photos. And we're going to get them all to the, the Lampilla kids. Um, they don't have a place right now. They don't have a home. They have no place to store this stuff. So we're asking everyone to send the stuff to me. You can go to the web, our website, ttmcast.com. All the information is there. There's a story that I wrote on Sports Collectors Daily, uh, uh, a copy of this interview. And we, we talked to Jeff about, you know, um, the kids and, and the collectibles and, and what's the, the tough times he's been going through. So please enjoy my interview with Jeff Lempila. Guys, we have a very, very special guest today and a very special interviewer. Uh, I have Jeff Lampilla from uh, Fort Myers, Florida, we're talking to. And I brought my wife along, Paula. Paula Baker is going to help me out with the, the questions. Uh, we discovered, she discovered Jeff on Instagram. And Jeff's story is heartbreaking. And uh, as a community, as a collecting community, we like to help Jeff and his kids out. Jeff lives in Fort Myers, Florida, right on the sand, right near the Sanibel Causeway. And if you know uh, anything about the recent Hurricane Ian that, that blew through the Gulf Coast and, and decimated Fort Myers Beach in the area, uh, there's, the Sanibel Causeway is no more. So you can't even get over from uh, Fort Myers to Sanibel anymore. Jeff and his kids, Jeff's kids go attend school in Sanibel. Jeff has a house right near the causeway, right, right on the Fort Myers side. And unfortunately, uh, Jeff lost all his, uh, and his kids lost all their collectibles. They lost over 10,000 baseball cards, three baseball bats, autographed baseball bats, many autographed baseballs and such. And we're going to try to help Jeff and his kids uh, rebuild this collection. So we're going to talk to Jeff today and uh, hear about his story. And hopefully you guys will, will get your, your helping uh, hat on and helping shoes on and send some cards out. And we're going to want to talk to Jeff and, and learn about his, his story and about how much his, he loves baseball. So welcome to the program, Jeff. All right. Thank you. You know, Jeff, when, when uh, Paula uh, sent me over your, your story and said, you got to help out these kids. Jeff has two young young kids, Kinsley and Finn, and they are huge baseball fans. Uh, you got you guys are see, Mar Marlins season ticket holders? Uh, yeah, half season ticket holders with the Marlins. Uh, it all started with the Reds, actually. Last year, we were big uh, during COVID. We lived in Indiana and and started. I took them to a Reds game, and it just kind of got them hooked because we. I've taken them to the spring training games in Fort Myers, but it was just so hot, you know. 
you know, sitting in Cincinnati, you know, the next day after opening and it starts snowing, you know, at a game is totally different than sitting in 90 degree weather. Now, the kids really uh, gravitated towards baseball and they started collecting uh, baseball cards. Did you uh, get them involved with, with some of the newer stuff, new cards, or did you get involved with any of the um, did you give them the history of the game and teach them about McNiggy and, and all the great uh, Marlins? I, everybody. I, I mean, my player was Kirby Puckett because I had the twins in Fort Myers for spring training every year. So I started them on junk wax. I mean, my kids want love to watch breaks and we got into breaks over the off season before the start of this season. You know, we built up, you know, card collections because before we had a few cards last season when we attended a couple of the Marlins games. But it was mostly like my kids would go and collect all the ice cream hats that, you know, nobody wanted those helmets and go come back and wash them and we'd bring them back and get them all autographed. Um, so the collecting of cards really started this offseason and it just kind of exploded. And I know you took the, ki the kids um, really enjoyed getting autographs, getting autographs from their far favorite Marlin players. Did you, did you take them to spring training as well for autographs? Um, we did not do any spring. Well, there was no spring training this year, really. Um, we, um, we, I, we probably spend 10 to 12 hours at the stadium every game. We, we showed up yesterday, you know, yesterday was the last game we showed up at eight o'clock in the morning and we were there until nine o'clock at night, you know, saying bye to all of, all of the fans, all of the, you know, people that they know. My daughter, you know, knew the mermaids very well. She's followed them around the stadium, knows that, you know, the directors and the, the hosts of the Marlins. Okay, and that's kind of what I had seen was your daughter. Um, she, the pictures you had of her, that they, that caught my attention. I saw her getting autographs from a couple of players at games and she was holding up a sign at one of the most recent games and it said um she hadn't uh, i believe it was like a ian checklist and it said our home's gone um our miggy and cooper bats are gone 40 autograph balls gone my i have over five thousand baseball cards gone and i should that that just kind of broke my heart so for me, it was like a little girl that was this into baseball. She's really into it. She's uh, they're into it bigger than I am. They're the ones that want to go sit at the stadium, you know, for hours on on end. They don't want to, you know, go out and, you know, do something else or go. To, you know, we're in Miami. You don't want to go to the beach. They want to go sit at the ballpark and see their favorite players walk in. You know, she's got her her players are long haired guys. She likes all the long hair. It started with Jonathan India in Cincinnati. You know, now we got Luke Williams, Oker, you know, all the all the guys on the team. They, you know, and they like different things that are autographed, not just necessarily baseballs and and the stuff. They like odd stuff like we had ordered plates of Don Mattingly because they don't make, you know, those collectors <laughs> anymore. And unfortunately, those didn't come in in time. They're sitting in the post office somewhere. Um, so they it was everything, you know, they they cherish, you know. The, one of the fans brought us in last season. I, I asked, you know, hey, can we get into batting practice? And this this gentleman named Julio Rodriguez got us into batting practice and really got us hooked into the Marlins. Hmm. Do they, um, you know, how did you you ride out the hurricane? Where, where did you you ride out the hurricane? And, and what's you know, we talk about some of the loss of your baseball memorabilia, but how what's the status of your your house and your living conditions now? 
Um, we wrote, we left uh, late Tuesday after we boarded up um, and rode out the storm in Boynton Beach. Um, I unfortunately lost uh, power at the house about 1045 in the morning. At that point, the water was touching the dock. So we didn't see anything until we went back over on Friday. Um, but we've, anything that was below five feet in my house was destroyed. We had over three feet of water enter and it looked like someone turned a blender on stuff that was in one room was on the complete opposite side, two boats sunk in front of our house. So it filled the house full of gas and diesel and oil. So it was, it wasn't like we could save a lot of stuff and just wash it. Cause it, it was already eating jerseys. Like there were whole pinholes in jerseys because of it. The balls that you could just walk you in the picture, you can see that, the grass are just sitting there expanding and bleeding in the, into the balls. So, like I said, I, I went to Jeff and I'm going to make this my mission to get some stuff back for these kids. Cause that's important. But besides that, so we know, how are you doing for clothes? What do you need? Like, are you, where are you living now? What's going on? Uh, right now we're, we've got a hotel until Monday here in Miami. Uh, we've got, each about only six pairs of clothes left uh, from the storm that, you know, we just took a bag and luckily we had a few Miami stuff left still in my trunk from the previous uh, set of games we went to. So we have, a, you know, we have a few stuff, but other than that, that's all we've got. And luckier than a lot of people who didn't even have time to get take that. Right. Right. I mean, wow. So- uh, Jeff, how old are your kids and how are they, uh, holding up with us and i know they you you took them to the Mar- last two the two marlins game was that uh, a nice break for them uh finn uh is 13 and kinsley's eight she'll be nine in november um they have taken it pretty well i mean we lost my wife seven years ago so they've had a lot of you know loss in their life already um so they've handled that that situation well so I kept them away. We, um, we went and cleaned out the house on Saturday and Sunday and got all the majority of stuff out. So, you know, it wouldn't mold too bad. Um, and then we came over for the games, you know, get, you know, try to get back to normalcy in our lives. We've realized that that's the big thing. You know, you, you can't stay here and dwell and, and, and beat yourself down every day because you, you've lost everything. You have to pick back up and keep going. Well, guys, we're asking you guys to help out Jeff and his family. He's got a, a, eight-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old son and they're really into baseball they've lost over 10,000 baseball cards which is you know they've just started collecting and they've already amassed a, a lot of cards they also lost autographed bats autographed balls and, and uh, other memorabilia and we're, we're asking you guys to help you know help out if you have any extra cards extra uh any autographs any uh you know hats uh baseball shirts, anything like that. We're looking for anything. We're going to ask you to send everything to me, to my attention, because uh, Jeff doesn't have a place right now. And, and uh, we're going to hold on to the stuff for Jeff. We're going to send pictures to Jeff and his kids when they come in so they can be excited about it. And we'll make sure we get all the donations down to, to Jeff and his kids. You can, I'm going to give you the name and address of where to send it to. I'll also put it on the website. It'll be on ttmcast.com. My, my address will be there and I'll have a, a button for uh, help the Lampela family will be the button and you can uh, put some pictures up there. There's going to be an article in Sports Collectors Daily on, on, on them and hopefully we can get some uh, 
stuff back into uh, their hands, the kids' hands, and help them build their collection. So please send all donations. It doesn't matter. It can be uh, common cards, old, old cards, new cards, current cards, uh, ball hats, uh, autographed baseballs, regular baseballs, whatever you got, anything you want to help out. I know you, we have a great community. Send it to me. It's Jeff Baker, J-E-F-F Baker, B-A-K-E-R. The address is four, the number four, Littlewood. That's one word, Littlewood Road, Wilmington, Mass, 01887. Once again, it's Jeff Baker, four, Littlewood Road, Wilmington, Mass, 01887. All the donations, anything that comes in is going right to Jeff and his, his kids. Uh, we will send them pictures as, as it comes in to keep them excited about baseball. You know, baseball season's over. If you have programs, right, Jeff, programs, you guys love programs, Pro yearbooks. It's um, anything and everything. They they like they liked it all. The only thing my son saved, you know, that he was really worried about is uh, he had a, a Funko from, uh, you know, as far as that signed. And that was the only thing he took from the house. So he was ready to lose everything if he, as long as he had that. Yep. So guys, Funko Pops, anything kids would like this. These are two kids. They're, ba they're baseball fans and they're, they're new baseball fans. Jeff has built and started helping to build a, a collectibles uh, portfolio, right? Yeah. And, but, yeah. but these guys are collecting. These guys are collecting for fun. These are not guys that are that are uh, flipping. These are, these are not guys that are investing. These guys are true fans. Let's help, let's help out Jeff and his kids, Kinsley and Finn. Please, this is, you know, what we're asking on uh, do good, you know, holiday seasons come up, coming up. We got, we had uh, Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah yeah. and, uh, you know, think, think of others, uh, help out Jeff and his family. Once again, want, Paula, why don't you give the address out for everyone to consent it to? Yeah, um, it's going to come in to Jeff Baker for Littlewood, L-I-T-T-L-E-W-O-O-D Road. Wilmington, Massachusetts, 01887. And everything's going to go to the uh, to the Limpala kids for uh, Kinsley and Finn. And like I said, uh, Jeff, I'm going to put some other stuff aside for you too, but we'll talk later. And uh, if you send me an address where I can send stuff for you separately, we'll talk later. Right, we appreciate that. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Jeff, this is, you know, guys, this is, you know, help, help, help out other collectors, help out baseball fans. Uh, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's heartbroken. Paul and I have spent the last couple marches uh, right where, where Jeff is home is. And we love the air. We love the area. We love Fort Myers beach. It's a, it's a great place. The people have been so nice. They've taken us in every time we go there. We we feel like family when we go to restaurants. When we go when we go to the, the beaches, we go to the, all the different things. We love the area. It's a great place. It is heaven on earth. Uh, but right now, it, it's not so much, right, Jeff? Uh, it's not so much. If you, if you need a boat, there's lots of boats sitting on the road. <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't seen the film, uh, you know the 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 video of it uh the hurricane was uh devastating. Horrible, devastating and it didn't it it, it 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 didn't take prisoners so to speak it it destroyed fort myers beach is not it's going to take forever it's going to take years for that to to be back to what it was sandabel island and the causeway are they did they give you an idea of when they think that causeway is going to be fixed i heard that it's going to take two years to build a new causeway now there are DeSantis did 
require them to build an emergency causeway. I don't know where they're going to do that yet, but they're supposed to be building an emergency bridge to go across to Sanibel. I'm guessing probably from Pine Island. Right. now, I mean, your life's changed and your kids' life's changed because they attended school on Sanibel Island. So they're going to have to get new schools, right? That's that's something they're going to have to do. I mean, it's going to take it's going to take a while to build up, you know, to, to remodel and, and fix up that house and make it, make it to a point where it's livable for you guys. And then still, you know, it's going to be taking a while for uh, your neighbors, you know, to get, to get back in tow. And I, I'm thinking a couple of years, right? That, that's what they're talking. At least. I mean, a lot of people know is the season starts next week for us. So season just ended. I mean, I know probably 50 people have lost their jobs immediately that are now you know, moving to Panama City, you know, Daytona to find those big cities that are going to have a season this year. Because, you know, Fort Myers is a tourist town. We're a service industry town. You know, we come for the food, we come for the hotels, you come for the fishing charters. And a lot of that's going to be, you know, non-existent. You know, there's not a, there's not a harbor there for the fishing guys anymore. There's not, you know, hotels everywhere. You know, if you go and look at hotels right now, the best place you can find is, Tampa, St. Pete, that's the closest hotel. Everything else is either full or destroyed. Right. Well, Jeff, we looked at what uh, we were hoping to come in March and we looked at, at uh, just getting the um, rental cars, rental cars, because all the rental cars got destroyed because yeah. of, of the, the water. So it, it's going to it's going to change the the uh, complexion, the complexion of that area for a, a long time. So, guys, what we're asking is to put a little smile on a couple of kids faces. Jeff is a big baseball fan. He's a, a season uh, season ticket holder, half season ticket holder for the Mar- Marlins. He is uh, from Cincinnati area, so he, he's a Reds fan. His kids are huge Marlins fans. So if you have any Marlins related stuff, they love the Marlins. If you have any Marlins related autographs, TTM stuff, um, you know, help out help out Jeff and his family. Once again, you can send the all the donations directly to me in Wilmington, Massachusetts. Paula, why don't you give the address one more time? For uh, attention, Jeff Baker, for Littlewood Road, L-I-T-T-L-E-W-O-O-D Road, Wilmington, Massachusetts, 01887. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, you know, stay strong. It's only going to get better, right? It can't get worse at this point. <laughs> <laughs> stay smiling. You're smiling and laughing, which is yeah. good. Um, you know, people out there care and, and they will, will be helping you. And I'm sure we have a great uh, autograph community, a great collecting community. I'm sure my my listeners and uh, readers of Sports Collectors Daily will, will help out. And hopefully we can get a, a bunch of stuff into your kids' hands uh, in the next couple months. You know, hopefully they'll have something before Christmas so, and they'll have some stuff to open under the tree. <laughs> And, uh, you know, baseball season is over. I know it's tour season. I hope you guys land on your feet and uh, just stay strong. Okay, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody. It's so heartbroken, Drew, isn't it? What happened to these kids? It's just, you know, you, you, you never want to see something like that. And it's really the kid. These kids have had a, a tough go. So guys, we're asking you to send any cards, any donations directly to me, to my house. It's Jeff Baker. Four Littlewood Road, Wilmington, Mass. 01887. Once again, Jeff Baker. Four Littlewood Road. That's one word. Wilmington, Mass. 01887. Looking for cards, autographs, uh, balls, uh, anything you can send to them. These guys. These are these are good kids. You can read about their story. You just heard Jeff talking about it. 
So, you know, holiday season's coming up. We're going to try to get as much stuff as we can. We're going to send them pictures when we get uh, the stuff back from it, from everyone, their donations. We're going to send them pictures to let them know that people are thinking about them. And then uh, as soon as they have a place where we can send it to them, we'll send it to them. Hopefully it'll be before Christmas and they'll have something to open uh, under the Christmas tree. But we will, I, I assure you, um, this is not a scam. This is not not a way for me to get car more cards because I do not need more cards. This is we really want to help these people out, and everyone has base cards that are extra base cards that, that are lying around. They have uh, doubles of, of uh, TTMs that, that might have they might have gotten. These guys are Marlins fans. They're Reds fans. They, they they're baseball fans. Uh, so help them out and send donations. Again, go to my webs the website ttmcast.com. And you can hit Helpful and Peel Kids, and uh, you can learn about it. My address is right there. So please, we really appreciate it. Help uh, and anything you can to send. Uh, you know, even if it's just a couple cards, the, the kids will, will love it. So thank you. We really appreciate it. And Jeff, thanks for, for uh, sharing your story with us. Drew, next up, more from Les. And now it's time for more from Les with hobby legend Les Wolf. So Les told me, Drew, he said, I don't want to, I'm not the legend. Don't call me the legend anymore. All right. Okay, Les. Les is not the legend, but Les has been uh, collecting and in, in the sports memorabilia business. He's a pioneer for over 60 years. He 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 has the heart, his, his finger on the pulse of what's been going, going on in the hobby. We talked to Les about a lot of stuff going on uh, in uh, hobby related. And we also talked to him about um, how to get, kids involved in the hobby so please enjoy my interview my uh, this segment with more from less from less wolf all right guys it's the time for my favorite segment he won't let me call it anymore so we're just going to say it's just less wolf it's more from less we're going to talk to less less of course has been a pioneer in the sports memorabilia business for over 60 years i'm going to talk to less about what's going on and collecting in the hobby uh, welcome last Welcome there, J Jeff Baker, the touchdown maker. <laughs> Hopefully you had a good holiday. We're, we're in hol Jewish holiday season. Hopefully you had a good good uh, holiday. And well, actually, they, they call it the easy, an easy fast. We had to atone for all our sins for the year. So hopefully I'm, I'm in the books to be around for another year. Well, I, I'm, I'm diabetic, so I don't have to fast. So I get, I get, I get an out. Yeah, but you're not, but you're not Jewish. I am too. Are you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So is your wife? No. I I married a shiksa. A shiksa? <laughs> Oy, Gavald, you married a shiksa. Ay, ay, ay. She's the best. But, she, but she's very nice. Thank you. She is the best. Hey, uh, you know, there's a, a big show coming up in Hofstra, the Fall Classic Card Show. October 15th and 16th. Are you going to be exhibiting there or attending? Yes, I will. And I'll be exhibiting this weekend in Atlantic City at the big boxing show. Boxing you go, Hall of Fame. Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame. You're going back to that god-awful place? No, this is in Atlantic City. It's the first time I'm ever setting up there. Never been there before. Atlantic City? You were there for the National. Yeah, but this is at the Hard Rock Hotel. So it's not, a, it's not at the convention center. Okay, good. This is different. So who's who's going to be there? This is a, a boxing show. Yeah, it's a boxing hall of fame. It's going to be uh, Roberto Duran, Lennox Lewis, 
there's about 30 names. I don't have the list in front of me to run through it, but a bunch of old time boxers. You're going to be getting some autographs there? I'll get a few there, but I'm mainly there to sell. And how about the show in Hostel? It's uh, October 15th and 16th. Who's going to be uh, signing there? Do you know? I think it's a bunch of Mets. I don't really, I didn't really look at it that much. Well, old Mets never die, right? They just fade away. That's what they say. <laughs> well, have a good show. Hopefully you, you have two good shows, actually. That's very cool. And any more other shows left on your, your calendar for the year? I haven't planned any more, to tell you the truth. You're going to come up for the, the Shriner show in, uh, in November in Boston? I made a command decision. And the guy that helps me, my friend Chris, uh, that I'm not going to do it because I didn't really make money on it. Okay. And it's it's a it's a long show. The the people there, Mike, that run it, Jocelyn, super yep. super nice. I just wish I made more money there. Yeah, it is it is a good show. It's in my hometown, so I I, I look forward to it every year. And I think I've probably been to twenty of them. I don't, but I I, I don't I. You know, I didn't know you then, so I didn't get to stop by <laughs> and see your stuff. Well, now you have no excuse. Hey, we're in the middle of baseball playoffs are starting uh, this weekend. Um, any predictions for me? Who do you like? Uh, anyone? Uh, got, I'm, a Yankee, think- I'm a Yankee fan. I'd love to see a Subway series, but I really don't think that's going to happen. My prediction is I really think the Astros, you know, far and away, the Yankees can't beat them. I, I wish they could. I mean, I'm friends with Dusty. If he gets that world title as a manager, I think he's a locked first ballot Hall of Famer the way it is right now. With that, with that world championship, it certainly wouldn't hurt him. And I kind, you know, the Dodgers won 111 games. The Braves are really hot. I mean, it should be a good series, Atlanta, L.A. But I think the Dodgers are going to come out ahead. And in the American League, we, get, I would tell everybody, watch out for the Indians. They're a young team, and Seattle seems to be surging. Uh, my Yankee bullpen is really in doubt, and I think that's going to hurt them. Along with the Mets bullpen, I think, the, you know, outside of Diaz, getting to Diaz is not an easy feat for them. I think they're in trouble also. But Really, like, was, sure, was Scherzer and the rest of the, in Syndergaard and those guys, do you think they're in trouble? They don't have Syndergaard. They have uh, the other guy. DeGrom. DeGrom, yeah. Yeah, I do think they are. I mean, uh Scherz is no spring chicken. He's a great pitcher, first ballot Hall of Famer, beyond the doubt. Probably Degrom also, but I, I don't, I don't see it happening. I mean, Degrom got rocked the last time he pitched against Atlanta when they really needed it. I mean, I'm not a Med fan, but I, I'd love to see a, another uh, Subway Series. But at the rate both teams are like limping into the playoffs, I don't see either one of them making it. How about the Phillies? They're another another if you know wishy washy team. I you know they're good, they made it to the playoffs. Congratulations! I think Rob Thompson finally you know took over for Girardi. Good job he did. I I, I can't see them winning in a in a two out of three series. I, I don't see them doing it. Not enough pitching. I don't think so. All right. Who who do you, do you see anyone coming out of the series coming you know, being the the star so to speak? Uh, you know the the darling for for. Uh the investment community and the card collecting community? Well, I can definitely tell you, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be Soto. Um, I, I kind of I leaning towards Julio, Julio Rodriguez on the, on the Mariners. 
I think he's he's a really uh, he's gonna you know he came out a little bit in the All Star game you know in the in the uh, in the home run derby. I think yep. he's, I think he's got a lot of upside with him. And as far as the Yankees, watch out for Oswaldo Cabrera. I think he 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 just you know he's got a great swing. I think he's really got it down pat now, and I think he could do some damage also. So they were talking to him of like a Zobrist. Is he a Zobrist type of a player? The way the Yankees are playing and playing virtually every position, except for catcher and pitcher, and from what I understand, he can catch. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I like I like him. I, think. I, I like his swing. I, I like his attitude. He's a young young kid with, with tremendous upside. And I personally think that more teams should go, you know, try to, you know, bring up their younger kids early, like like the Yankees did with him. And Peraza, I think, is a real stud. And I think the Yankees will have a problem if they bring up uh, <clears throat> Volpe next year or the year after between Peraza and Volpe. Who's going to play short? One's going to have to play third. Not that I think Donaldson is going to be around that much longer, but I think that's a, that's going to be a pretty tight le- uh, left side of the infield for the Yankees. Yeah, I think they really need to get something out of Donaldson and out of Stanton. I think those are the two guys that really have to. Do I think something. they're stuck with Stanton's contract. Donaldson, I think, has one more year. Um, I wish they could get out from under that contract. And Aaron Hicks, I'd love to see him, ha- you know, have a good series, but. I don't know. He's just not the same. Even when he's running after a, a ball that goes by him, he just doesn't have that that hunger. Like a Harrison Bader is just just an amazing fielder, and an amazing athlete. And I, I think that Hicks has got a couple of years left. I wouldn't be surprised in the, in in the spring meetings or before that, the Yankees uh, either trade him or cut him loose. We try to get rid of him. Yeah. Well, uh, we just finished with Judge. Judge finished with sixty-two home runs. Um, I think the pressure got to him. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to get to him. But the last, I, don't think last the pre- two- I, I really don't think the pressure got to him. I think what happened was the pitchers got smarter. If you notice, it was sliders and everything and outside, right? Yeah, everything out, outside. Know, he, um, uh, Judge doesn't like to really reach for the ball. He likes to get it in that one one area. So I, I think that's what the problem was. But yeah, I mean, I I still think I think the pressure got to him a little. I mean, it looked like he was trying to uh, lift everything, everything. All all his swings looked like he was trying to lift it. I, I I would love to have the opportunity to ask Aaron Boone one question. I know you rested him, but couldn't you have at least let him take a chance at trying to go for the batting title to get the triple crown? That that's that would bother me. And the same thing with Severino. I know you're saving him for the playoffs and everything. The guy's got a no-hitter going into the eighth inning. Let him pitch another six more outs. He'll be fine. He's well, how about Verlander? Verlander had like 10 strikeouts and no no hits and through five innings, and they just p- pilled him. Well, that's, you know, he has a man. I mean, both him and Severino had the surgeries. So I, I personally, if I were the manager, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't allow him to pitch well over 100 pitch mark like uh, – like was it Valentine did that with uh, Johan Santana? That yep. ruined him. I, I would him. let him go up to about 100, 105 or something. I would let Ver, I would have let Verlander and uh, Severino go for it. Yeah, I think Verlander was only at like seventy something pitches. He was he wasn't even close to on. Uh, I'm sure Dusty had his reasons. So I would never I would never question Dusty Baker because he's 
got a great last name, right, Jeff Baker? That's right. I, I name we name I name my dog Dusty after after Dusty Baker. When I was a kid, I used to tell everyone he was my cousin. So, by the way, <laughs> do you know his real first name? Uh, John. Very good. He, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my sixty years of collecting, and we're still friends. So every now and then, I'll text him. And yeah, I know well. he he signs TTM. I don't know if he still does. He used to be a big signer TTM. He still does. Uh, yeah, he still does. Maybe yeah, a little slower now, but he, he's just, there's so many quality athletes out there, but he's not only a quality athlete, he's just a quality person also. So he's the whole package. Did you see the thing about Major League Baseball not authenticating judges 59th home run from the guy? The guy, a guy got the, caught the ball. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. They, the guy that caught the ball, uh, Yeomans. Uh, the court 62, they authenticated, and he's not selling it yet. He has yep. to make up his mind, but I don't understand why they didn't do that. Yeah, they, I don't. I'm not quite sure either. It didn't make it didn't make any sense. They, you know, I guess Judge has what like 56 to 61, or he's got them all, other than 59 and uh, 62, he doesn't have. Yeah, I I don't. I personally don't understand that. I really don't. Yeah, I think so. Someone. Uh, had the hair across their butt about it. I don't, I'm not going to have it at Major League Baseball. I'm not quite sure. The guy actually ended up, um, somebody actually bought, the guy that caught it sold the ball to, to somebody that at the game for 1500 bucks. Yeah, that's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, but they wouldn't authenticate it, which doesn't make any sense to me. Well, in terms of the uh, autographs, you know, we're out, we're out, we love autographs. So, you know, people buying autographs, you're selling autographs. Who do you see as being kind of undervalue autographs right now? You know, when you either go to shows or people are coming to your booth, uh, who do you who do you see who's kind of undervalued right now? In what sport? Oh, any sport. It could be boxing. It'd be any 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 sport. Um, in boxing, I would probably say Shakur Stevenson is pretty undervalued. Um, I think a guy like. Uh, Cabrera, as well, though Cabrera and the Yankees is undervalued right now. I think I saw I, somebody was selling he his ball for like eighty nine dollars or a hundred dollars. I thought that I was, that was fin- I think that was Steiner actually. Yeah, that was a little I, high, didn't you think? Yeah, but I mean, Judge balls now from Fanatics are like five hundred dollars. No, I know it's crazy, but um, I, I think uh, there's there's that kid Wayne. I can't pronounce his last name. That's gonna be he's gonna be the number one pick in basketball. I think now's the time to try to see if you can get anything on him. What school is he from? Uh he's from France. Okay. He's like seven four. He just can do it all. If you watched the uh, um ESPN uh this morning, he was highlighted on there, blocking shots, dribbling, passing. The, the kid's the real the kid's the whole package. And he's seven four. The only thing is he's gonna have to put some weight on, he's kind of frail. So that's going to be, that's going to be a problem for him. Um, How about football? Football, football, football. One guy that I really like, I think his cards are undervalued, is Derrick Henry from the Titans. Yeah, but if you're looking at running backs, they only have a they have a short window of how long they last. So I, I would stay away from him. Because eventually, Goff will be, but realistically, he's going to have some kind of knee injury, and he's just he's just a brute. 
once that happens, I just wonder if you'll still have that same, you know, same, uh, you know, running speed. Um, How about a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who obviously he's not cheap, but he's not in the Brady stratosphere, but he kind of almost has the same Brady resume. Yeah, he does. He's, I mean, obviously he's a good investment. He's first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, Jalen Hurts, I mean, you got to go with him and Tua. They're both having outstanding seasons. Um, Joe Burrow is just phenomenal. I mean, if you notice, I have a little theme there. I always like to go with the quarterbacks. Um, and what about Cooper Rush with the, with the Cowboys? <laughs> I know. That's, Coming that's, out of nowhere, you know. But if you haven't noticed that the history of Dallas, usually the backup has a phenomenal season when the starter gets hurt, and then the backup is never – Never the same afterwards. Yeah, I remember Jason Garrett when he came in, he was fantastic for uh, Aikman, and then he disappeared. Yeah. How about in hockey? Do you like anyone in hockey? Mm. Do you like Connor David or Kale McCarr or any of those guys? Connor David, I think, is kind of you know he, he's he's great. Period. I mean, he's a good investment. Uh, I I um, Igor Shijeskin on the Rangers, the goalie. He had an outstanding first season last year. Yeah, he was outstanding. He was awesome last year. I, I think he's he's a good investment. I, I like uh, Kapokaka on the Rangers also. I mean, I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. As you can tell, I'm kind of a Ranger fan. Hopeless. Um, uh, guys like that. I mean, obviously, uh, Ovechkin, first ballot Hall of Famer, and continually playing. His stuff will never go down. How about any of the, the, the so-called legends, you know, uh, even like a Willie Mays or Koufax or some of the guys that you have that, that you might be uh, selling? Is, have you seen an increased demand or you see anyone that, that uh, you think is going to uh, value is going to even increase, um, you know, moving down the road? Unfortunately, because of the morbid hobby that we're in, when the unfortunate one of them passes away, then the, the value skyrockets, then it levels off. Would be a tremendous demand, but there's so much maze and Kofaxes out there now that let them both live and be well. That the value will, will, will jump up a little, but it won't. It won't go in the stratosphere. Did you see the value of uh, the prices of Bill Russell go up when he passed? I'll tell you something interesting. I have a, I have an eBay store. I haven't changed the price when he was alive and went, since he passed away, and I still haven't sold any. You still haven't sold any. How how come? Because he was he never sold for so long, and then I know there's a lot. He, the market was flooded the last couple of years with uh, you know he did the Rich Altman shows and stuff. Is that the reason? Yes, definitely. Fanatics had him for the last year before he passed, but as he's another guy that at any time there was money, he'd be signing. How about a guy like um, Oscar Robertson or any of the some of the other great? I kind of uh, think he's players? I think he's under the radar. I think he's undervalued. Uh, Oscar averaged a triple double for his career, one of NBA's all time greats, and I think there should be more hype on his stuff. I mean, you hear more hype on on Steph Curry, but you don't hear it on uh, Oscar Robertson. Do you think uh, Pujols is still a buy? You know, he had such a great end of his career. Do you think he's going to come back for one? And then do you think? He um his stuff is going to still continue uh, increase in value. <clears throat> yes, I do think it'll go up in value. Um, as far as increase, I don't and I don't think he's coming back. You know, 
I just hope that he's all clean because he had kind of a, a crazy second half of the season. Um, I, I think his stuff is going to level off. I think he's great. Another first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, he's how, do you think Maggie's coming back? Is Maggie Cabrera yeah. coming back, or do you think he's done? I think he's done. I mean, he didn't. I mean, after all, uh, um, Pulos had like that crazy end of the season. How about um, Verlander? Do you think Verlander is undervalued? After the season he just had, and he's most probably the Cy Young Award winner, either him or uh, Otani. I definitely think he's coming back. Yeah, and do you th- how about his autograph? Do you think his autograph is is plateaued, or do you think there's still? Some I think his autograph, like three three four hundred dollars for a baseball, is pretty high. It's pretty high, yeah. All right, well that's cool. That I mean, I love to get your your uh, your opinion on these guys. These are you know we love collecting autographs and. Um, they run hot and cold, you know, sometimes it's cyclical. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. One other uh, question for you. And then, then, then we can talk, talk the, the topic of the day is um, I've got, I get a lot of questions on um, getting collections insured. Um, you know, how, how do you, when do you kind of pull the trigger on insuring your collection in your mind? Is there a value where you should get uh, your whole collection insured, or do you think you should just get individual items insured? And is there a preferred method of uh, insuring your collection? Should you go with a, a an insurance agency that specializes in sports collectibles, or you should just stick it under your regular homeowners? Or, or what, what's your suggestions and recommendation recommendations on that? Well, first off, <clears throat> I'm with the International Society of Appraisers, and in order to get a proper insurance value for your collection. You need to have. You need to call someone like myself to to do a proper appraisal. What I find a lot of times, because I charge, I charge a lot of money per hour, and I tell people, I said, "What do you think that your collection's worth? Are you willing to spend five to ten thousand dollars to get it appraised?" And most of the time, most people get sticker shock. But then I also say to them, "said well, Let me ask you a question. God forbid, realistic. What happens if there's a flood? Are you ready to throw away all that money that you have invested in that collection?" So more often than then, most people say no. Uh, you know, they, don't, they want to get it insured, but they don't want to throw away the money towards it. So it's a kind of a catch-22. I have my collection insured. I, I recommend people to get it insured. But the most important thing, and like I've said before, and I have on my website, is protecting and preserving your collection. I mean, if you go to, go to uh, an insurance company, and I always tell people, if you're going to work with an insurance company, either work with Travelers or Chubb. Those are two of the better companies if you have any problems or any claims. But if you don't properly protect your collection, if you know if you keep stuff on the floor that's very valuable and God forbid there's a flood or a toilet backup or a, a pipe breaks, then you know that's very, very hazard, ha- haphazardly. You're collecting it. You, you've, you find that most collectors can't wait to get the item, but when they throw it down and put it down somewhere, they, most of them don't even look at it for a long period of time, could be years. So you, you need to properly protect it, get it off the ground if it's in the basement, have the proper temperature in the basement, watch out for the lighting, watch out for the, the piping. So you gotta really protect your collection inside the home or inside wherever you have it. I got a classic case. I sold some stuff to a client, a new client today and he had his stuff stolen from a storage uh, a storage unit. They had the cameras there, they took the video, but they won't show it to him. 
he's got to get a release from the police. But you know, there's 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 another thing. You put it in storage. You hope that it's safe there. But he had it ripped off. You know, there's all. I mean, he he doesn't have um, he doesn't have an insured. He has an insured through the um, that he's going to sue the storage facility. But had he have had an insurance policy, and, and let's say for argument's sake, he's got a mint Ruth bull that's worth worth three million dollars. Had he have had that, and a fair market value was established at that now, that Ruth was worth $5 million. He'd be entitled to collecting that money. By, by not having that and trying to piece together and you know a claim on the stuff that was stolen, you're not going to get the, the same amount. So it's, it's a catch-22. I tell most people, if you have stuff in that collection, if your overall collection is worth $50,000, $100,000, would you want you would you want to see it go floating down the block? And most right. people are going to say no. So I say you have to get it insured. Do you? You know, people always ask me, should I get it insured by? Uh, uh, you know, you mentioned a couple of insurance companies, major insurance companies, or should I go to these one of these um, companies that specialize in sports memorabilia? I know there's a, there's a couple out there that specialize. Yeah, there are, but I think they pay a percentage of the, of that. I mean, most of the better companies. Like Shub, I worked with uh, Gene Michael. He passed away. Normally, I'm not allowed to mention names of people that I've done appraisal work for. He had a major flood. Steinbrenner wouldn't let him come home to a flood to clean out his stuff. And he lost some nice Munson team sign balls. I had to go in there with a mask years ago and gloves. So he lost a significant amount of money. But because he had Chubb, there was virtually no questions asked. Chubb said, okay, what's it worth? What do you think it was worth? I tell them. Okay, pay Gene this amount of money. So, I mean, by doing that, believe me, it saves you a, a tremendous amount of aggravation. Very cool. Thank you, Les. One, one, one other thing that I like to talk to you talk to you about. This is kind of near and dear to both our hearts. Um, you know, we've got uh, the fanatics and Panini uh, deal coming up any day now in terms of uh, Panini fanatics buying Panini, um, and you know we it's been kind of uh i don't know big business you know our business has turned into a big business with a lot of money invested in it but uh you know instead of selling boxes for 75 or 50 dollars they're selling them for 1500 dollars for these new cards and it's really uh, precluding younger collectors from coming in um you know and i think you and i both agree that that's one of the things that really uh, hurts our hobby and it's something that we need to uh, better service the younger collectors. How would you, uh, if you owned a, the card company, a manufacturing company, how would you target young collectors and how would you make it more easier for them to, to collect cards and come into our hobby? I would try to have like a base card set, meaning no, no, uh, you know, maybe one or two autographs in there, but no uniforms or specialty cards like that. That's what I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have that. Have a base set that that, that the prices are five ten dollars a pack something like that or a big box is is maybe a set is maybe fifty or hundred dollars something like that because i i've constantly said and when you go to these big shows i mean you don't see many kids traveling around with their parents i mean i know i brought my oldest son my youngest son had no desire to go uh i think i think we really really truly need that and with with the uh, fanatics catering you know, trying to be a monopoly and taking over all the card companies and mainly catering to the high end. I mean, even if, even as a dealer, if I want to get Jeff Baker's autograph, I can't buy just one Jeff Baker 
from Fanatics have to buy 24 of them. Uh, whereas when, you know, when other companies had them, you know, whether it be uh, TriStar, you don't have to buy 24 to get that one guy if you need him on a couple of things. I think by doing that also, you're phasing out a lot of deals. Okay, it makes it easier for you making more money that way. But by phasing out the, the average dealer that wants a few just to get for certain clients, I don't think that's right. And I'm, I'm pretty much against the way Fanatics runs the business in that, you know, that aspect. And with the cards, I think it's just crazy how much money these cards are going for, you know, because they, they make these limited edition prints and everything, and they sell the boxes for stupid money. I think we need and we, we must cater towards the kids because the kids are our future in this. If you and I started out when we were little kids and every box was $1,000, would, would we be collecting cards? I know. No, probably case, not. No, I would not. And I think that's the, the attitude and mentality that these card companies need to go about doing. Do you think that, that um, Fanatics, with their distribution network in terms of making cards available all over the place, and I know uh, the top store uh, in New York City, which I haven't been to, but that, that, that kind of looks like a step in the right direction in terms of making cards uh, more available. Is that something that, that uh, is needed as well? Yes, yes, definitely. But I think the more important question is, is lowering the pricing, being able to cater to more, more different kids and more different price ranges. Yeah, I mean, the, the, obviously, Fanatics is paying huge money to the, the sports teams, right? The leagues to get the, and the players, the player associations to get the rights to use all this stuff. Is there a point where they almost they have to almost say, well, okay, we're gonna have a, a loss leader, like you said, not have you know just not give them away, but but not have not gouge the the uh, collector. And I know Tops used to have uh, a set that like a kind of introductory set, and I don't know if they still do, uh, but the they should. I don't know how they do it, but they should. They really there should be a way. And I think you're right about just having base cards. Just let the kids go and, and get the base cards and kind of keep the collector or the investor out of it. I think that might be the way to and go. And I also think that the dealers should not be allowed to buy those cards, the base cards, and only kids seven approved, let's say 12 or under, be allowed to get the cards. Sort of like when you go to when you go to a movie theater, general admission is for the kids, you know, kids up till 12 years old or something or 15, let them be allowed to buy those. And if they're not... And the stores they carry the cards, let them carry the cards, but it has to be sold to kids, not to adults. Yeah. Also, I you know these breakers and and some of the the card stores, I know that they have, um, you know they they're all looking for the chase cards, but they have also the the base cards they just kind of throw away or or, or disregard them. Maybe there's a, a method to get those into the hands of young collectors as well. I th I think that's. That's true. I think I think that's a big issue that we need to do. Yeah. Along with, along with the along with the the bigger shows, we need to have some of these you know these younger kid pricing for like we we mentioned before Oswaldo Cabrera. You know, when you have a Steiner selling for ninety bucks, the kid has had a cup of coffee. Or Oswaldo Peraza on the Yankees. These kids have a just you know a small taste of the major leagues. You can't be charging ninety hundred dollars for this stuff. 30 40 maybe $50. So these kids can afford to get these guys and start collecting from there. And I, I think the 
I think, you know, the, I think a lot of these companies are just um, going by the wayside with, you know, as far as the kids are. Yeah. And I know the players, you know, I see them at the games and at the parks, especially the minor league parks, they, they sign for the kids, but it'd be a nice, nice to um, make it easier for them to get the current players autographs because, you know, as an autograph collector, you can get the old guys, the guys that are retired, but to get a current, to try to get a current player's autograph, even through the mail is almost impossible. Um, so, you know, I think the players have to do, do their part as well. I would agree. So, all right, Les, thank you very much, my friend. It was great talking to you. A lot of, it's a lot of important items on our agenda this week. Guys, if you have any uh, cards that you don't want, base cards, get them out to the kids. Get, get them in the kids' hands because it's really important to keep the kids going and, and, and keep our, our hobby going. Les, thank you very much, my friend. I will catch you up, up with you in two weeks. I'm gonna, I'll give you next week off, and we will uh, get, come back with more from Les. Les Wolf. Les one, Wolf one, can... one last thing. Sure. If anybody has a lot of base cards, they can send them in to Jeff, and we'd be happy to distribute them to kids. Yep. We all, we will definitely do that. Les is always at shows. We can we will get them. We will find a way to get the cards into kids' hands. Guys, check out Les Wolf. Les Wolf is at leswolfsportsllc.com. Les W O L F F sportsllc.com. That's his website. He has all sorts of cool stuff available for purchase, including Mickey Mantle balls, Muhammad Ali, Doctor J. Uh, you name it. He. He's got it. He's got the best stuff. So check out his website. Les will be at the Fall Classic Card Show in Hofstra at Hofstra University, October 15th and 16th. That is next weekend. If you're going to be in the area, stop by. Tell Les you said hello. He will be in Atlantic City this weekend at a Boxing Hall of Fame show at the uh, which which, which Hard, Hard, Rock Rock, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. And he is always available. You can send him any uh, questions, send them to me at ttmcast.com, Yahoo. Uh, t- well, wait, what are we? ttmcast at yahoo.com. See, I had to forget my email address, said Les. <laughs> ttmcast at yahoo.com. You can send questions directly to me there, or you can send them to Les at lwolf, that's L W O L F F 1823 at aol.com. Keep an AOL alive. <laughs> When's the next time we're going to go live? Uh, maybe next month i think we're gonna maybe we'll do something next month maybe uh or maybe before thanksgiving maybe maybe uh mid-november we will we'll do something we'll do a a live show i think we're ready for another live show we had such fun at that if you want to go listen to our uh, our old live show uh, show live show that we did uh last month that's available on the website at ttmcast.com and as always less is we have all sorts of uh wisdom from less so you can go check just about every other episode we have a some wisdom from Les. So Les Wolf, thank you very much. And you have a great week and we will talk to you in about two weeks. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Well, Drew, Les never surprises me with it, with, with his uh, insight and, and feedback. And he's really passionate about uh, getting kids involved in collecting. It was nice to get uh, Les's opinion on a bunch of stuff, including the uh, Aaron Judge ball and all sorts of other stuff going on. So thank you, Les. And we will uh, next week we will have Clemente Lise and the following week we will have Les back. So we have all sorts of stuff going on. Next up, Drew is what? What's up next? That would be Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win.
making the grades the summary of what's going on in the grading community. Uh, and this is kind of cool. This is kind of a, um, I don't know, a price war going on, right? There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a price war going on in the grading community, which is really cool. And, and uh, it's great for the collectors. So if you are have been kind of ha- holding off getting your cards graded, now is the time, right before the holiday. I think there's a, uh, a lot of deals to be had. And this is probably the best deal, I think. Uh, our friends at CSG have a sale going on for the entire month of October. They're calling it the Sports Equinox because all four professional sports are going on. And they're offering 20% off all grading services, which is great. 20% off all grading services. Uh, there, uh, You can go to csgcards.com. And I don't think there's any code or anything you have to put in. I think you just get, you know, it automatically gives you the the uh, the, the savings. So 20% off all savings CSG cards. And I would just want to, you know, our, our friends at CSG are down in the Sarasota area. They were closed for the hurricane, but they are going to be reopened on Monday. So they are going to be, uh, they'll be open this week and they'll be processing orders again. And uh, everyone's safe down at CSG. So I want to, I'm glad to hear that. So make sure you check out CSG's sale. In October, 20% off all grading services. Orders have to be in, I believe, by 5 o'clock on October 29th or 30th. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but whatever that whatever that Friday is is when the sale ends. And uh, just go to CSG Cards for more details. And, uh, and we're glad to see that they're safe and they're re- reopening from the hurricane. The 29th, I think. So I think Halloween falls on a Sunday this year. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so we're in the first week of uh, October. So we have our grading numbers for September have started coming in from all of the companies out there. PSA up 21% this past month. 1.083 million cards got graded by them during the month. That is their biggest month they have ever had in their entire company's history. So very strong month there for PSA. Uh, CSG down a little bit, 47% down. They're at 90,000 cards there. SGC had a... Uh, Slight drop back there at a 8% decrease to 69,000 cards. Beckett with a nice jump up to 63,000 cards as well. 62% of the cards that were graded by these companies in September were made from 2010 onwards. So uh, modern stuff, very big in the uh, in the grading areas right now. Yeah, and I think CSG's numbers were affected because they lost five days because of being closed for right, the, right. the hurricane. But, um, you know, there are... They also had a really huge month last month, if I remember right, too. So it's... Uh, it can be kind of tough to, you know, maintain that over time, but yeah. Yeah. So guys, uh, it's good to see all these cards getting graded and more cards graded into the hobby is a plus. And uh, we, we, we root for everyone. We root for everyone to be successful. It's good for the hobby. Well, that wraps up making the grade. Uh, next up is the TTM cast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. Introducing Drip Shop Live, a live online marketplace of sports cards and products from your favorite sellers. Discover giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and more right from your phone or desktop. On Drip Shop Live, you'll find hundreds of sellers live all the time. Give Drip Shop Live a try. For a limited time, save $15 off your first purchase of $20 or more. Try finding another break or card box that's that affordable. And shipping is always free on Dripshop Live. Go to dripshop.live slash invite slash TTM or find the link in our description to get this exclusive offer. Drew, why don't you take it? Why don't you okay. take it this week? Take the first right. sample approval. Yeah. So uh, this is something that's actually upcoming. It's going to be later on today. I'm actually, as soon as we get done with the show here, I'm just going to go and change and run out to this. But uh, 
a lot of places, you know, have pub crawls where you can, you know, go and hit up a whole bunch of bars and stuff. I'll just, you know, kind of write down a row or something like that. Well, what do you do for somebody like me who doesn't drink? Pub crawl just doesn't really work out very well because I'm going to go in and have a water everywhere. I mean, that's that's going to be kind of boring. I mean, the water at one bar is going to be not very different from the water at another bar. So downtown Arlington, Texas, this weekend has an has the downtown Arlington coffee and tea crawl where they have a thing going on with all the local coffee houses. And you can go down, you know, hit up all these places, try out their coffees and everything and uh, get this little like postcard thing stamped. And then after you get done uh, getting it all stamped, take it back to the library and they will have a coffee mug for you there. So my wife and I are going to go and check that out. First time we've ever done anything like this because, I mean, it's the first time I've ever even heard of a coffee and tea crawl. So I'm like, oh, hell yeah, we'll do this. So she mentioned yesterday, we're going to try it out today and see how everything goes there. Not going to lie to you, Drew. I love the pub pub, pub crawl. The pub crawls yeah. are fun. <laughs> it should be a fun day. That's that, that's very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Well, my TTM cast stamp for approval is um, my, my wife and I, uh, for the last couple of years, have been going down to uh, Fort Myers and Fort Myers Beach. Um, and spending three or four weeks down there in the in the uh, winter, going to spring training, going to all sorts of different events. And obviously we had the, the hurricane in, in Fort Myers and Fort Myers Beach has uh, been decimated. And I just want to applaud some of the local companies down there that are making things a little easier for the folks down there. And, uh, you, you know, some some of these big companies get get bashed for one thing or other. But I just want to applaud Publix, the Publix, the uh, the supermarket chain. Denny's of the, the the diner chain, right? And McDonald's, the, the three of them have been feeding all the people down there, the um, people that have been helping out down there and um, people that live down there. And they've been doing, feeding them, them for free. They have all sorts of trucks and you know, delivering food. And I think it's just nice to see that, that um, you know, when people are in trouble and there's a time of um, things going bad, that companies step up so i just want to apply Publix, denny's mcdonald's and if i forget anyone else i'm i'm sorry those are the only three one three ones that we saw uh stuff about but i just want to applaud that and again not to not to beat a dead horse so to speak but please um you know make a make a donation help out the people down in south florida and southwest florida that that have been uh, uh affected by this hurricane and, and, you know, and help out our friends, the uh, Lampilla family, uh, with getting some cards into the hands of their, their two young kids. So that is it. I'm going to get off my soapbox. I want to, <laughs> that is my DTM cast stamp of approval. Next up is the burn rat minute. Well, the Vern Rap Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rap. I had sent out a TTM request to him um, after he had passed away. And I was kind of embarrassed by sending out a TTM request to him. So I do we do this as a service to our fellow TTMers uh, to let people know in the world of sports and, and celebrity and politics who may be passed uh, during the week so that they're not uh, embarrassed by sending out a TTM request. This week, we, we unfortunately, we had a, a slow week last week, but we had a lot, a lot of people that we lost this week um, in the world of sports and celebrity. We lost Marv Stahl. Marv was a uh, second baseman for the White Sox Expos and Braves from 1964 to 1971. He's a very good TTMer. Marv was 80 years old. Oh, we lost Eleanor Moore Warner. She pitched from 1950 to 54 in the All-America Girls Pro Baseball League. She's a member of the Grand Rapids Chicks, and uh, she was 88 years old. Drew, we just started watching uh, League of Their Own. 
Oh on, yeah. Um, on Netflix, I guess, or whatever. Amazon, maybe. Um, it's it's good. It, it, it's very good. So, uh, you know, we're lo- we're we're slowly losing uh, people that pitched in the, the girls all American league, and uh, it's kind of it's a little sad. Uh, we lost Tommy Boggs. Tommy Boggs was the second overall pick in the 1974 draft by the Texas Rangers. Uh, he pitched for the Rangers and the Braves from 1976 to 1985. Tommy Boggs was 66. Excellent TTM there. And he also did a lot of the Rangers alumni events over the years. So I got to meet him at a couple of those ones there. But apparently he'd been battling throat cancer over the last couple of years. So that's uh, what contributed to that. Uh, we also lost Ron Franz. He played six seasons of the ABA from 1967 to 73. Bounced around to Oakland, New Orleans, Florida, Memphis, and Dallas during that time. Kansas University of Kansas grad and an excellent TTMer. Ron Franz was 76 years old. We lost Chris Harris. Chris Harris played one year in the NBA back in 1952. He played with St. Louis and Rochester. Uh, I believe it was St. Louis Hawks and the Rochester Royals. And uh, I believe he played 41 games in the NBA. He went to the University of Dayton where he starred uh, on a, a pretty good Dayton team. Uh, Chris Harris was 89 years old. Uh, we lost Rich Redmond this week. He was a linebacker for, uh, played at the University of Washington for his college ball, but then spent nine seasons with the Chargers. From 1965 to 73, three-time All-Star there in the AFL. He also spent 1974 with the uh, World Football League, playing for the Portland Storm. Uh, he was an excellent TTMer. Rick Redman was 79 years old. We lost a couple of New York Jets. We lost uh, Marvin Powell. He was the fourth overall pick by the Jets in the 1977 draft. He was an offensive lineman. He played from 77 to 85 with the Jets, and then he played 86 and 87 with Tampa. He was not a TTMer. Uh, Marvin Powell was 67 years old. We lost uh, his teammate briefly there. Jim Sweeney played uh, with the Jets, Seattle, and the Steelers from 84 to 1999. So a long career right there. Mostly uh, played center, a little bit of guard. Played uh, college at Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Panthers. Very good TTMer as well. Uh, Jim Sweeney was uh, 60 years old. We lost a uh, pitcher, uh, former pitcher, Tom Urbini. Tom pitched for the Cardinals and the Tigers from 1993 to 1996. He had a 10-17 MLB record. Uh, he did not do many TTMs. He, saw, saw, he did sign a few. Tom was only 54 years old. Uh, kind of a bigger name here from the uh, 50s and 60s Yankees. Hector Lopez died this past week, played outfield and third base with them. 55-66 to 66 with the Yankees and the Kansas City A's. He was part of the 1961 and 62 World Series champion Yankees squads. And after his playing career, he became the first black manager in the AAA levels. Very good TTMer. You could always get a response from him very quickly. Hector was 93 years old. Yeah, we lost another former AFLer, uh, Walter Suggs. Walter was a tackle and center for the Houston Oilers from 1962 to 1971. He's a very good TTMer. Walter Suggs was 83 years old. Over in the music world, Loretta Lynn uh, died this past week. Of course, she was a great country music star. Um, I always uh, remember hearing her name mentioned with Conway Twitty all the time. Those two were very close, and I believe probably did a few songs together out there. But uh, 90 years old, so a great run for her after a, a great singing career. Yeah, Cole Miner's daughter was was that's right was hers. Uh, we lost uh, this one's from me. We lost Jones Hotkiss. Hotchkiss. Joan uh, was on The Odd Couple. She was played Oscar Madison's girlfriend, uh, Dr. Nancy Cunningham, on The Old Odd Couple TV show with uh, Jack Klugman and, and Tony Randall. Um, and she was 95 years old. Another one from the music world, uh, Coolio, who everybody I'm sure remembers from the mid-90s. Uh, 
his uh, hip hop career was uh, took a number one and a Grammy award with uh, Gangsta's Paradise. That was definitely his big one. He had, I mean, a couple other big songs as well. Fantastic Voyage is the first one that I can remember in there and uh, a couple others too. But I mean, Gangsta's Paradise was the big one. Of course, he had that very brief feud with uh, Weird Al Yankovic over uh, Weird Al's parody there. But they eventually uh, made peace with each other and were totally cool with each other from uh, later on in their careers and everything. But Julio died this week uh, at the age of 59. He was a pioneer, right? He was certainly a rap, rap pioneer. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that was the era where uh, kind of between kind of post gangster rap. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, gangster rap, but it wasn't like the stuff, you know, glorifying violence or anything like that. So it was kind of uh, kind of a bridge in between the uh, gangster rap, kind of the mainstream world there. It's uh, kind of what he did. I can't say I'm an, a, a, a rap expert. I will, I will defer to you on that one. And yeah, then last I, I, my, in... my expertise kind of falls apart after about the uh, mid to late nineties or so right there. But yeah. You're still more than me. And lastly, in the world of hockey, we lost uh, Dave Dryden. Dave, of course, was Ken Dryden's brother. He played goalie from 1962 to 1979. So he had a, a long career. He played with uh, four NHL teams, and uh, he played with the New York Rangers. He played with the Chicago Blackhawks. He played with the Edmonton Oilers, and he played with the Buffalo Sabres. I believe he was in the uh, WHA as well, right, Drew? He was, yeah. He was around, uh, yeah, the Oilers WHA years. That's what I thought. Um, and he was 81 years old. Also a bit of a pioneer, too. He was the first one ever to come up with this uh, mask and cage combo goalie mask. And, of course, that kind of evolved into the full cage that a lot of guys wear today. And I think he was a pretty good TTMer at, at one time. I don't know if he, he later in life he was, but I think early he was. I think so, yeah. I mean, he, well, he was a better signer than his brother Ken. I'll give him at least that much. I mean, Ken is known for <laughs> not signing that, at yeah. all if he can avoid it. I know Ken Dryden's kind of like the Mike Marshall, right? Of hockey. He did not a great signer. For a while, he was signing when he was a member of uh, Canadian Parliament there. You could email him and he'd send out a signed photo and stuff, but he hasn't done that in years. So, yeah. Well, that wraps up the uh, Burn Rap Minute. We are our condolences and something go out to anyone that lost anyone. uh, And we are going to go right into uh, TTM Returns. Was our mailbox full this week? Let's take a look at this week's TTM Returns. So, Drew, should I give it the wah 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 for you? Drew, yeah, Drew, I mean, it's uh, Drew's yeah, returns it's... are not typical Drew Pelto returns this week. Drew only had one return this week. Yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been slowing down a bit here lately. I don't, uh, I'm just, I don't know, I've just been kind of, you know, getting a lot more selective on stuff. I haven't bought any stamps in a bit. So, I've got a few that I could send out here. I mean, I'm going to send my Dennis Eckersley out at the very least, but yeah, slowing down a bit. So, uh, fewer sent means fewer returned, but. At least I did get a very good return on this one. I sent out Russ Grimm's rookie card from the 84 top set. And uh, about maybe a month and a half or so, it took a, maybe a month, somewhere around there. It was a fairly reason, reasonable length return there. It uh, came back to me, signed, added hogs in his Hall of Fame year all on it. So very happy to get that one back. It's you know another Hall of Fame rookie card to add to, into the collection. Well, I've had a good uh, week. Actually, you've been killing it on... Um in personal so you're 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 uh you get a free pass on on the on the ttm so you've been killing it in person but i had i had a pretty good week i, I sent out um i don't know 30 about two weeks ago i sent out another 10 last week another 10 this week so i've got a bunch out there uh so i got i got a bunch of returns this is an older one this is probably two months old and i got steve sable from uh the patriots former patriots linebacker he also played with the philadelphia eagles on a 76 and 77 tops card he signed in blue sharpie and again those uh took about uh, probably two months to come back i got uh randy cross from the san francisco 49ers and he was on cbs right was he a, a 
play-by-play guy or call guy on CBS for a while, right? Yeah, he definitely did that for a while. He also, I believe he may have done some of the uh, some of the sideline work with American Gladiators, if I remember right. I think uh, in between, uh, maybe before uh, Larry Zonka did, it seems like. Well, he, he signed my 1986 Topps card in Black Sharpie, and that took a couple weeks. I got this card I got back. I think drew you with me when I got it. We were, we were at the National, and I uh, just befriended a, a guy. Another guy was in a, a mobility, mobility scooter, and we, we, we were talking, and he had a uh, rookie Roy White card, 1966 rookie oh, yeah. Roy White card. And he's like, do you want it? I go, sure, I'll take it. So I sent it off to uh, Rich Beck, who's a feature on the card with uh, Roy White. And uh, I just I sent it off to Roy White with $10, and it took maybe a, a month, month and a half to get back, but I got it back. So now I have signed by... Rich Beck and Roy White on that rookie card, which was kind of, I was very happy to get that back. I got a bunch of baseball. I sent out, I've been working on uh, sending out baseball ones, and I got um, 1990 tops and 1980, uh, 1988 tops back from Franklin Stubbs, who played for the Dodgers, was a first baseman, and he signed two cards for me in Blue Sharpie. Uh, my The 88 tops card got destroyed. I don't know what happened to it. It got like folded in half, it got creased. But I don't care. <laughs> the ninety, the ninety, ninety card came back in good shape, so that's good. Not bad. And uh, I got a couple more baseball. I got Franklin Gutierrez on his rookie card. He played for the Dodgers. I don't know if he had much of a career. I I remember the name, but he signed it uh, on his nineteen uh, two thousand three tops card. I got a couple of eighty two tops cards. I got Frank Lacourt from the Astros signed a nice blue blue sharpie. These are all, these all took like less than two weeks. I got two cards back from Joe, Joe Sambito, who pitched for the Astros and the Red Sox, and my, among other teams. Um, I forget who else he played play for, but he signed his 82 tops card and 85 tops card in blue Sharpie. Again, took took a couple weeks. I got 82 card from Fred Stanley, who was a shortstop, light hitting shortstop. He was with the Yankees, and he played with the A's. He played his 82 tops card with the A's. He signed it in blue Sharpie. I got Phil Gardner who played for the Astros and the A's and was a manager. And he was a second baseman, third baseman infielder. He signed his 82 and 84 tops card a couple of weeks. I got Frank DePino who was a pitcher for the Cubs. He signed his 88 tops card. I got three cards from Larry Boa. I usually don't send out that many cards, but I had, I had one, two cards that I liked. And then I got, I signed another card that I liked. So I sent them out. He signed all three of them for me. He signed his 84 tops card. His 80, I don't know what number it is, 90, no, his 84 uh, flare card and his 82 tops in action card. So I got those all three signed in blue Sharpie a couple of weeks. And then uh, lastly, I got Rick Manning on his 77 tops card and 84 tops card, one with the Indians. One, We can still say Indians, right, Drew? Yeah, of course. I mean, if it says Indians, go with Indians. It does. And one, and one at the Brewers. And uh, Rick Manning's a great signer. And uh, I, I, he signed two cards for me in a couple of weeks. So those are my returns. I got, a, I got a couple in, uh, coming in the mail today. So uh, I got my, I've been getting a couple a day, which is nice. And again, I sent out ten more this week. I'm trying to send out ten a week. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I got to send out to Franklin Gutierrez. There, he played. Uh, he actually came up through the Indians organization originally. So I've got a bunch of uh, tribe stuff on him. So I'll have to send out to him now. Now that I see signs. Yeah, it was a pretty quick turnaround too. Good. Good. Well, that wraps up returns for the week. Next up, we are going to have our weekly TTM cast interview. 
This week's interview is brought to you by Certified Sports Guarantee, csgcards.com for superior sports card certification and grading. Drew, we had the pleasure of talking with Warren Lofer. Lofer, Warren Lofer, I'm going to get that right. I'm so bad with names. Warren Lofer. Warren was vi- is vice president of business and development for the Arena Club. The Arena Club, which is a brand new grading uh, company. They're, they're a little more than a grading company. We're going to talk to Warren about what... <coughs> <coughs> excuse me still fighting covid we're going to talk to warren about what's been going on uh with arena club and uh Derek G- Derek jeter's involved in it so we talked to him about Derek jeter about everything that's happening in uh the grading community and what's new with arena club and uh warren has been kind enough to offer a ten dollar discount off fifty dollar in grading to ttmcast listeners all you have to do is use the code ttmcast see he wasn't paying attention there i got i got, I got a map and <laughs> My, my computer did some weird stuff there. So. Use, use the code TTMCAST, TTMCAST at arenaclub.com. When you put in your order and you'll get $10 off any grading of $50 or more, give it a try at Arena Club. So please enjoy my interview with Warren Lofer. But uh, first, here's a message from our friends at CSG. All four major North American sports are in full swing. And CSG is celebrating the sports equinox with 20% off grading fees. Now, through October 31st at 6 p.m. Eastern, get your cards graded with CSG for 20% off their already low fees. Remember, bulk submissions have just a 25-card minimum, too. CSG has the best turnaround times with affordable grading fees. Joining us from his office in California is Warren Lofer. Lofer? Warren Lofer. I'm going to get that right, Warren. (laughs) He is Vice President of Business Development at Arena Club. Arena Club has uh, recently made news launching into the grading community. Uh, they are uh, backed by Derek Jeter and that they've gotten $9 million worth of funding. And it's exciting to talk to Warren about what's going on at Arena Club. Thanks for having me. No problem. Hey, the first question I want to ask you guys, Warren, is does Arena Club consider themselves a grading company? It's a great question. Um, The answer is complicated, but I I would start by saying no, um, which is to say that grading is not what we set out to do um, and it's not what we are thinking of as our core competency. We really want to be an online card uh, show or online card shop, um, but we think that buying raw cards uh, is difficult without being able to see them in person. And so grading cards was really a way for allowing people to transact cards that they might otherwise want to see in person, really allow for uh, people to see them in better detail. Um, and as we were doing that, we, you know, we think we improved on a lot of things and found a lot of things that collectors are looking for from grading companies, but we didn't set out to be the new grading company or anything like that. So we'd consider yourself first a marketplace and then uh grading as part of a service that you guys offer? Yeah. I mean, the way I would say it not to be too grandiose is that we want to be a new way of collecting, um, right? We want to enable people to collect online the way that they would at a card show. Um, And so if that's a marketplace, then it's a marketplace. You know, it's also the vault. It's also the grading. It's also the the trading aspect, which is, you know, the core focus um, really is that you can trade with anybody instantaneously um, on our platform. And that's really what we were trying to bring to life from the card show, a card shop experience. Uh, and we're talking to Warren Lofer. Warren is vice president of business development at, at Arena Club. It's arenaclub.com. 
And uh, it's a new marketplace slash grading company. I, you know, they kind of do a little of everything. Is it uh, strictly, are, are, are collectors strictly uh, going to be uh, transacting with cards that are graded by you or is it gonna be, they, can they do with cards that are graded by other companies or raw cards themselves? Yeah, great question. So uh, again, short answer is no. Um, people can send in cards graded by Beckett, by PSA, by SGC or by CSG. Um, to be vaulted and sold on our marketplace. If they send us raw cards, then they need to be graded through the Arena Club grading process. And, and we have our own slabs as well as the digital representation of those cards. Uh, and again, that's to add a little bit of just consistency and authenticity to the marketplace and make sure people really know what they're getting. But we wanted to meet collectors um, where they're at, how they collect. And you know, as collectors ourselves, we know that you, know, you open up a collection of anybody and they're likely going to have slabs from a couple of different grading companies and we want them to be able to both you know collect and transact just like they would in real life and so that's why we decided to allow you know the big grading companies um that we can easily authenticate to be uh, able to transact on our platform now we the cards that are graded by by arena club are is there a human element to it is it strictly a computer ai grade uh, how how are the cards grading, and what is the time frame to get a card graded by uh, Arena Club? Yeah, so uh, there is a human element, um, right? And then the way that our computer vision machine learning works is that you can think of it as a roadmap, or you can think of it, you know, as bumpers on a, a bowling alley that that really helps keep the the human element of the grading on task at the exact places that they should be looking, um, and really excited. We, we partnered with a professor at Stanford um, to, to build this out. And as we do it, we think that that's going to make this process faster um, as, as the machine learning aspect gets better and better. But anyone that's worked in, in real machine learning knows that real strong machine learning takes a lot of data points. And so as we build more data points, that's going to get better. Right now, it's really helping us be transparent and be consistent. Um, and I think there are the the timing of it right now it's a 30-day turnaround um luckily you know we, we only launched a, a couple weeks ago but so far most of the people that have been submitting with us are getting their grades back digitally within about two weeks um and, and we're hoping to keep that timeline obviously as we scale uh submissions we also have to scale our business but we're really committed to keeping the 30-day the turnaround because we know how important that is to collectors to actually be able to get uh, their, their cards graded and, and be able to sell, trade, buy them um, quickly. Now, uh, you know, uh, uh, you've only been in business for a couple of weeks, so you're, you haven't had to really scale up yet. Do you, do you envision it uh, being a problem like it has with other grading companies that one, once uh, you guys hit the ground running, so to speak, um, you know, the, the, there becomes a huge delay. Do you think that you, you'll be able to ramp up and, and uh, fight that problem that, that PSA and some of the other companies have had? Yeah, I mean, we, we've we been fortunate to be able to watch a lot of the the challenges of scaling that some of the other grading companies have had. Um, and so we've been planning for that since the very beginning about how to scale up our business. Um, we, we may reach a point where we need to start turning people away, but we will turn people away from our grading before we reach a point where we can't fulfill it. But that being said, we hope we don't get there. Um, we've been scaling up our technology. We've been scaling up our operations since long before we launched. And like I said, as the, the grading gets even better and faster uh, with the machine learning, we hope that we'll be able to do more and more 
Um, so we're, we're going to make sure we don't get to that point where people are waiting for years for their cards. What differs in your grading process the, than the other grading companies? Are you working on the same 10 scale? Um, are you offering subgrades? Do you, uh, is the, your, your encapsulation different? What, what are some of the things that differentiates Arena Club from some of the other grading companies? Yeah, I think, you know, it's a tough question because people think of, you know, what's out there as, you know, a grading company, but there's many grading companies. And so we differ from some grading companies in some ways and other grading companies in others. Uh, we do have subgrades. So we have the traditional subgrades, corners, surface, edges, and centering. Um, and those are given on the slab and in our grading report on a uh, 0.5 increments. So anywhere from one to 10 um, in 0.5 increments, um, as well as an authentic grade below a one. And um, those subgrades actually are much more intricate than we put on the slab because again when it comes to the computer grading element we can get down to very nitty-gritty decimal places but we found you know looking back at historically the way sgc was doing grading uh, when they had their 100 point scale i think collectors really want to have something that they can translate to something that's a little bit easier to di digest and that's why we want it to be on that 10 point scale mm -hmm. um, i think the coolest part about our grading is the QR codes um, that you can scan on our slabs. You also can link directly to um, them from your marketplace, which has a transparent grading report for every card. Uh, you can zoom in, you can do an inversion um, of the colors, which really helps on looking at surface damage, especially scratches, um, and, and especially on edge wear, something that makes it really hard to pick up to the naked eye. But when you can zoom in, you can invert the colors. Um, and everyone can do that for any card, not just something you submitted, but you could go to the marketplace at any card graded by Arena Club that you're interested in buying. And you can go through that full transparent grading report, uh, which helps you know identify any flaws on the card so you can see them. Are you going to have uh, population reports? And is there, you, you know, you talk about having showrooms. Is there going to be a public showroom so you can put in Ken Griffey and then you can see all the Ken Griffey cards that are uh, that are in people's showrooms? How, how is that going to work? Yeah. Uh, so showroom, you, you right now you can search for any Ken Griffey Jr. card on the marketplace, but a showroom is actually a, a personal thing. So okay. you could have a showroom, I could have a showroom, and that's going to display your cards to the world. And you can put a price on those, but you don't have to. So you can either just display them or you can actually put them up for sale. Um, and any card, whether it has a price on it or whether it's just displayed, someone can make you an offer. So even if it's a card that you might not really consider being for sale, someone can make you a, you know, a very high offer and then you might want to consider it. You can always reject that offer as well. Um, but what's cool in showrooms is you can kind of curate it any way you want. Um, you can think of it kind of like, um, you know, Netflix, when you go in and you can try to decide what to watch and you can say like, here are comedies, here are, you know, special picks for you, what have you. So I have in my showroom, I've got, you know, I've got Mike Trout as his own collection within my showroom. Uh, I've got 1950s and 60s Dodger cards, which is what my dad collected when he was a kid. And so I like to collect those too. Um, and you can, you know, be specific, you can be broad, you can be silly. One of my favorite collections in my showroom is called the mask collection, which is a lot of cards from 2020 through 2022, um, of different athletes wearing masks. Uh, and I've got the tops now, uh, Dr. Fauci card of him throwing out the first pitch at a nationals game. Um, and you can just really personalize the way that you set up your showroom, however you want to collect, however you want to view it. I set up a showroom for my two-year-old niece uh, about a week ago, 
And I, I called her and I asked her, you know, what kind of cards did she want? She said she wanted pink cards and purple cards. So if you go to her showroom, you have there's a category called pink cards and there's a category called purple cards. And it's pink refractors and purple refractors in, in those different collections. Um, so you can really collect in any way that you want to collect and show it off in any way that you want to show it off, whatever feels good to you, however you would want to display it um, is kind of the really cool thing about the way that you show it off. We're speaking with Warren Lawfer. Warren is uh, Vice President of Business Development at ArenaClub.com. They are the newest entry to the grading community, and, and they're also a, a marketplace where you can show off and, and sell and trade your cards. Um, do you, have you, since you, you know, you've only been in business for a couple of weeks, but are you seeing mostly uh, vintage cards that people are submitting or newer cards or what, what's kind of the, the mix so far? really runs the gamut across the whole uh, thing. We've, we've seen cards, you know, from quite a few cards from the 1950s and 60s. Uh, I think we have over a thousand cards from the 1950s and 60s already submitted. Um, we've got cards as new as, you know, uh, you know, probably Donruss optic football that, you know, just came out recently. And we have some NBA prism that just came out. Um, I know we have some series two baseball that's been out a couple months. So we have cards, you know, spanning that. Um, and, and we expect to see, you know, even older cards. I think the oldest card in our, in our graded slabs right now is a 1948 Jackie Robinson leaf card. Nice. Uh, um, and then, you know, beyond that, like I said, um, we, we have car, we have tobacco cards on our site currently in uh, graded by other companies. Um, so I think if you ran the, the whole gamut of what's on the marketplace, you can probably go all the way back to the, you know, the very early 1900s, all the way to cards that, came out probably in the last month are you grading off-size cards in terms of i'm talking tall boys from from football or basketball or you mentioned tobacco cards or or kind of off-size cards as opposed to just the standard cards or, or are you just stand, doing standard cards right now yeah we're, we're rolling them out um you know individually at a time the reason being is really around the encapsulation piece of it and um, all of these cases um, are made you know custom for those sizes and we're working with Ultra Pro who makes our cases to order them um, in the right sizes as we kind of have the volume and scale to justify it. So right now we, we have, you know, normal sized cards, the 30 point cards, all the way up to one thirty point thickness, um, yeah. as, as well as um, the miniature cards from uh, like Allen and Ginter. Um, and we're going to be doing tobacco cards, you know, in the next couple of weeks, as well as uh, 1952 uh, to 1957 tops, which is a little bit different um, size, a little bit taller. Um, and then after that, the next rollout is going to be the tall boys, the the basketball football cards um, from the 60s. Um, and as we kind of get to a point where we can scale that up, our plan is to really roll that out quite widely. Um, I think you know things like the inner Lake Jordan from 1985, which is bigger um, than the Nike promo Jordan. Uh, things like that will take us a little bit longer to to be able to get to just from a, a scale standpoint. Um, but right now we're trying to really cover most cards from the last 70 years. Do you envision uh, authenticating autographs? Uh, you know, my, my audience is very heavy into uh, getting autographs through TTM or, or getting it through, uh, you know, different card card shows or whatever. Is that something that you plan on doing in the future? Yes. Uh, so right now, the way that, that we're encouraging people to interact with our site is, is to have those encapsulated by PSA or by Beckett. 
um, mm-hmm. and, and trading those on our site. We are working with a couple of different authenticators to bring to life that authentication piece on, you know, aftermarket autographs. I, I also come from the autograph world. Um, so I'm a big believer in collecting, you know, the, the TTM autographs or even the, the in-person cars. That was something I loved doing when I was younger. Um, and so that's definitely something on our roadmap. Um, but right now we're really focused on grading the autographs that are certified by the grading companies. Um, and then we'll add on the aftermarket autographs um, as soon as we're confident in the authenticity. Cool. We're speaking with Warren Laffer. Warren is vice president of business development for Arena Club, arenaclub.com. They're the newest entry into the grading uh, market, the grading uh, space. They are also a, uh, a marketplace and a place where people can house and store their cards. And one of the big things that's really uh, come to fruition in the last, I don't know, six months to a year is the vault, right? All the other, all these companies are, they want to have a, a vault to, where they can house your, your cards and hold your cards. What's the appeal to that? Uh, as opposed to having someone, uh, you know, get their card graded to you and then sent it back and, and then having it holding in their hands. What, what's the, the appeal to the collector? What's the appeal to the uh, grading company and something like that? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of appeals, I think. And, and, you know, I was late to adopt it myself i when i first heard about vaulting a few years ago i i think i had the initial reaction that most collectors do which is like no i i want to hold my collection i want to put it on my walls i want to display it i want to show it off that's one of the you know things that we love about collecting um but you know i was we were we were derek who's one of our founding partners derek jeter um in new york you know a couple weeks ago for lunch and and he was telling us a lot of his collection now is being rebuilt. Um, you know, he, he lost, he had thousands of his, his own rookie cards and things like that that they gave him when he was coming up and he kept them at his parents' house in Michigan and the house flooded and he lost, <laughs> yeah, you know, what, what was, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars worth of, of cards, right? He had, he had, you know, just thousands of copies of those things. And I think that's the first one that people you know, we love this stuff and we love to see it, but it's really hard to lose it. And, and it's really hard to protect it. It's really hard to insure it, right? There's a lot of insurance companies out there. Um, and a lot of people have their own ways of insuring things. But I think one of the things people don't have a lot of experience with is actually making claims on those, those items. Because, you know, fortunately, most people don't go through something like what Derek went through. And so that really allows people to protect and have it safe. Um, you know, another thing that I don't think people focus a lot on is um, it, it allows you to set up a way for your next of kin to really know where the things are and what they're worth and, and have a lot of that. I think a lot of people are collectors, but their kids might not be, or a lot of, uh, you know, people have aging parents that have collected for, for a long time, but they're not really interested or they don't know anything about it. And so what it does is it really helps allow people to set up a place they can have those cards for sale. And we allow for people to put basically an email that says like, hey, if you don't interact with us for 12 months, we're going to reach out to you and check in to make sure everything's okay. But additionally, like you can put another email that that allows us to reach out to somebody else. And that might be a really good way of ensuring that your next of kin has a plan for your collectibles and and what you can do with them. Um, And then I I think the, the main one that I would really talk about is the, the, the ease of transaction. So, and I think this really hits home for collectors that maybe have really broad collections and they might have different attachments to different pieces in their collection. So there's certain cards for me that I know are my PC. I'm never going to get rid of them. And they're probably not even that expensive, 
you know, I've got a car that's just beat up. That's a 1996, 1997 pinnacle Bobby Hamlin card, RJ Hamlin, uh, former rookie of the year. Cause his mom was my preschool teacher and he, and he came in on my fifth birthday and gave me a binder full of cards. Um, you know, I have no reason to ever, you know, want to put that in a vault or, you know, do anything with it. Cause it's just kind of singing at home. And I like that, but you know, I also have a bunch of cards that I have no personal attachment to that I'd like to liquidate that I'd like to, you know, easily be able to roll into something that I might appreciate more and having these cards on the vault ready to sell allows you to transact and transact instantly. So payments process automatically, our blockchain enabled marketplace means that that deal is done when it's done. You don't have to ship it. You don't have to worry about insuring that shipment. You don't have to worry about, you know, what if the buyer says that they got something different? What if the seller, you know, sends you something different than what you saw on eBay or anything like that? Really the the ease of that is what we're going for from a collecting side. Um, and, you know, to a, from a, you know, a business side, you know, why does a business, why are these businesses, you know, all about the vaults? Um, it's an ease of transaction. It's a frequency of transaction thing. If you're selling cards that are already vaulted, you can trade that card really an infinite number of times in a day. You know, I can sell you a card. I can buy it back from you. And, and our structure and you know, most of these other companies have a fee structure associated with the marketplace. That's the business model. And the more frequency of transactions that they can enable, the more money that they can make. Um, and so by allowing you as a collector to transact a card multiple times, we enable ourselves to take that fee multiple times more frequently than, you know, if you have to spend a week or two shipping a card and that person has to then like, you know, if they want to sell it, they have to you know, take a picture and upload it, just allowing for much faster transactions. We're speaking with Warren Lawford. Warren is vice president of business development at Arena Club, arenaclub.com. Warren, um, you're entering a very crowded competitive market, right? What do you see as your biggest hurdle uh, to gain acceptance in, in, in a very uh, aggressive uh, you know, grading market? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the, you, you hit it, right? The, we got to convince people that that it's worthwhile to, to do this and, and that, you know, we, we can compete with the existing players in the space. Um, I think the, the way that we're doing that is trying to be a really transparent and honest company. Uh, you know, as collectors, we've been frustrated by a lot of the other solutions out there. And I think the thing that we want to do is help solve these solutions or solve these problems with solutions that, that we create, but also solutions that we kind of partner with collectors on. So, we've from the very beginning brian our ceo has you know been very adamant that we're at shows we're talking to people we're going to car shops we want to hear from people what is missing and what's great about working with somebody like brian who's, who's a true collector is once we have identified those problems we're going to solve them no matter you know how much hard work it takes how many resources it takes and so i think that's what we're working on i think the other thing you know I've, i i run an investment fund in sports collectibles called mint 10 and we invest in companies in and around the sports collectibles ecosystem i've invested now in in a company uh, that was acquired by psa and another company that was acquired by beckett and what i can tell you from watching that happen is that there's a lot of hurdles for the existing companies to overcome in introducing technology uh, if you are a company that's been around for 30 40 years and you've been grading cards manually for that long and people put real valuable things in your slabs and people put real value behind your word 
and you introduce technology that calls into question anything that your brand stands for or has stood for over the last couple of decades, that's a real business challenge to really justify that. And so I think Arena Cloud as a new company in the grading space can really introduce a lot of technology and really bring this collect this aspect of collecting forward into the 21st century. Whereas some of these legacy brands have a lot more hurdles to get past in order to introduce some of that technology. So that's what I'm hoping we can do. We're talking with uh, Warren Laffer. Warren is vice president of business development for arenaclub.com. Warren, how would um, a collector uh, get in, use Arena Club? How do they submit cards to, to Arena Club? How do they decide whether to house the, the cards? Is there a, a cost for you guys to vault the cards? Or is it, it, you know, what's the cost to get a card graded as opposed to um, just get a card graded to, and sent back to them? Uh, you know, how, what's, what's the point of entry and how easy is it for a collector to, to join Arena Club and get their cards graded? Yeah, there, there's a few different ways that people can get us started. And it all, I think, depends on the way that they collect and the way that they, they want to collect. So I think the first and easiest way to get started is to go open a showroom, totally free, on, on Arena Club, and go look at the marketplace. Um, there's a lot of cards. There's over 10,000 cards already on the marketplace. And a lot of those cards are you know priced very well. Um, there's a lot of good deals to be had there. Um, as in partnership with a lot of our beta users, one of the things we asked them was to really price their cards, you know, as a way to, to bring people in and to help people have a chance to interact with us without having to spend a lot of money because we know that collectors want to make sure that they get value before they pour in a lot of money. Um, so I think that's the easiest way. You know, you can get cards on Arena Club right now as cheap as $5 graded cards. Um, and I think that's a really easy place for people to start. If they want to send in cards, there's three main channels to do that. The first one is what we call just sending us your slabs, right? Your, your PSA, your Beckett, uh, your SGC, your uh, CSG slabs. We take all of those and you can, you can vault them. We're not cracking those. We're, we're just, you know, entering those into the vault, entering those in the marketplace in their, their slabs. Um, and right now we're running a special at launch that we're doing that for 100% free. Send us your cards, you get them up on the marketplace completely free. They're vaulted completely free. Um, the second way of doing this, sending us your, your raw cards to be graded. There's two ways of doing that. The first one is what we call grade and vault, which is exactly what it sounds like. You get your cards graded by us and then you vault them with us and have them available to just put on the marketplace. When you, start to interrupt, but when you send the card in, how do you want the card sent in? Do you want it in a top loader? Do you want it in a, a penny sleeve? How, how do you want people to send, submit their cards? Yeah, we found that the, definitely the best and safest way for people to send their cards is in a penny sleeve and then in a top loader on top of that. Um, you know, different cards. Some people like to send their thick cards in mag cases. Um, some people have individual ways. Um, all of our box unboxing is done under multiple angles of camera. And, and so we have full footage of that. So you don't have to worry about, you know, your cards being damaged um, once they're received. But really, you know, emphasizing that people should package their cards really safely when they send them to us, because um, that's important. We don't want anything to happen on the way here. Uh, so depends on the card, but, you know, your standard, you know, 30 point card, penny sleeve top loader is definitely, you know, our recommendation on how to do that. And is there, a bulk, is there a bulk discount rate if you do 50 cards or 100 cards, or uh, is it the same price for one card as it is for 100 cards? 
Yeah, we, it's current. We currently don't have bulk rates. We we do plan to roll those out here in the next couple of months. Um, but the we'll, we'll we'll be rolling those out, and then we will be at the Dallas Card Show in November. Um, and and we will be accepting bulk submissions discounted at the Dallas Show. And we'll kind of think about that as a way to kick off our our bulk submission discount pricing. Very cool. So, um, and, and the time frame to have a card graded is a couple of weeks right now. And once it's graded, does it uh, automatically uh, go into the vault or go into a showroom so that it, it can be traded or, or sold or or um, just just displayed? Right? Correct. Correct. If, if someone chooses the grade and vault option, we also do have a grade and return option, which is kind of a traditional grading experience. You you send us your card. You get it graded, slabbed, you get it back in the mail. Um, and that still gives you the transparent grading report with all of the, the being able to go in digitally and zoom in on our card and look for any flaws that are called out on the report. But you want to be able to have it on the marketplace. If you choose the grid and vault, it goes on the marketplace. And one of my favorite pieces of, of using Arena Club and one of my favorite parts of the experience is if, if it's a grid and vault, when your cards are ready, when your cards have been graded and they're ready to go on the marketplace, you get to reveal them. So they don't automatically flow. They, what you basically get is a digital pack. You can kind of think of it like if you've ever seen a top shot pack un, unveil, um, but that you get to unveil one by one your cards and you get to kind of see this uh, animation of a slab forming around them. And you get to see the grading report for the first time before you go put those on the marketplace. And then when, once you've unveiled them, you can sort them into the different collections within your showroom. You can add prices if you want. Um, you get all that experience, but there's that that kind of unboxing reveal point too, which I, is one of my favorite experiences. And there's no size restriction. You can have as many cards as you want in the marketplace. You're not you're not uh, relegated to two gigs of space or, or or anything like that right now. Nope, no size restrictions. Send us as many cards as you want. Um, we would love to have them, and you know, we we really want to to build this online card show type of community where. You know, it's just like walking around the, the, the giant card shows where you get to go wheel, wheel and deal with, you know, anyone around you, anyone whose cards you, you want to have an experience with. Um, so definitely as many cards as you want to send, we'd love to have them. You mentioned being at the Dallas show in November. Are there any other shows through the end of the year that you guys are going to be in attendance? Uh, Dallas show in November, probably a couple local shows in California we'll st we're still working out. Um, and then we definitely plan to be at the, the Mint Collective in Las Vegas in March, um, yep. as, as well as obviously the National next year um, in Chicago. And, and, and probably we'll, we're planning on having a consistent presence in Dallas almost every show um, and a couple other regional shows. But if there's, you know, if there's a show that we're missing that, that people want to kind of see our presence at, they want to see our slabs, have an opportunity to submit in person, um, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me at warren at arenaclub.com. Um, but we're, our plan is to really start being at as many shows as we can and really meeting more and more collectors. We're speaking with Warren Waffer. Warren is vice president of business development at arenaclub.com. It's arenaclub.com. Warren, why don't you let people know how they can follow you guys on social media and uh, again, how they can, can submit cards if they're interested in joining, uh, having arenaclub.com grade their cards and host their cards. Yeah, so I'll start with the submitting. You can you can go to arenaclub.com um, and then there's up at the top a submit option. 
you know, walk walk you through the process of inputting your cards and, and give you directions to send them in. Um, in terms of our socials, our, our Twitter uh, and our Instagram are both at Arena Club. Um, and definitely follow us there. We, we just did a giveaway last night um, for a Derek Jeter autograph. We'll be doing a lot more uh, giveaways with grading, free grading, um, obviously experiences and autographs with Derek Jeter. Um, so the best way to be entered in those is to, to follow our socials and, and stay tuned there because we, we plan on doing a lot more of those giveaways. How involved is, do you see Derek being in, in the company? You know, I know he was at, at the launch a couple of weeks ago and you mentioned giving away a couple of his cards. Does he uh, become a collector himself and is he getting back into collecting? And is, do you see him having some uh, voice on, on direction of the company? Yeah. Um, I mean, Derek's been a pretty vocal part of the company since the very beginning. Um, if you, if you ever have the chance to talk to Derek or, I mean, even, you know, watching things like uh, the documentary on his pin, Derek is a is a vocal guy and and gives vocal direction. I think in everything he does, um, but it, it's been great. He he really is a collector. Um, and, you know, not only cards, but he's got an incredible memorabilia collection too. Um, and and so he's given us a lot of really good uh, user feedback, business planning. Um, you know, he he attends our board meetings. He attends a lot of our user design sessions. Um, and so, you know, he is, he's not just a figurehead. He is very much part of this. And, um, you know, he, he's, we have meetings with, with Derek regularly, um, and are running different business strategies and, and different, uh, product strategies by him constantly. Um, so he's very involved. Well, thank you, Warren. Warren Lawfer, he is vice president of business development at Arena Club. It's arenaclub.com. It's a brand new grading company, but more than a grading company, it's a marketplace. It's a trading community. It's kind of a, a mishmash of everything. And I'd say mishmash in the best way because it's not just a grading company. I invite you guys check it out. Give it a try. Arenaclub.com. I believe right now it's $25 to get a card graded. And that's if it gets housed in, in their um, in their marketplace and in their vault. And I think it's $35 right now to get a card graded and return to you. Uh, give them a try. They're, you know, they're a new company, but they got a lot of money behind them. They've got a lot of uh, cool technology behind them. They've got a, uh, a new direction, a, a different way of collecting. I think that's the best way to describe it, right? Right, Warren? Yep. We're a totally new way to collect is what we're going for. All right. I agree. Well, I, I wish you guys the best of luck. I thank you for your time and, and, and please stay in touch. And, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll bump each other out one of these shows or, <laughs> or get here when you guys, when you guys hit your millionth card sale or, or hit the next plateau in the sales. I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you at a show. All right. Thank you, Warren. Drew, I feel like we're like the energizer binary, right? Funny. We just keep on going and going and going and going and going. Yeah, this has been a been a long one, but uh, but a good one though. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff. I want to, you know, I want to thank uh, all our guests. I want to thank Warren Lawfer from the Arena Club, arenaclub.com. <laughs> Arena, excuse me, Warren, of course, has been gracious enough to offer ten dollars off fifty dollar grade. This is exclusive for TTM Cast listeners. All you have to do is use the code TTM Cast. See, coming on my rescue because I'm losing my voice here. <laughs> go to arenaclub.com. You just go to arenaclub.com. Put in TTM cast and get $10 off uh, $50 or more grading from Arena Club. It's a brand new uh, grading company. Check them out. Again, thank you, Warren. I also want to thank 
course, the not not the legend. He won't let me call him the legend anymore. Mr. Les Wolf. Uh, Les Wolf, thank you for joining us. For more from Les, I want to thank Jeff Lampila for joining us and telling us about his uh, kids and his collecting and, and his hardships he's faced from the uh, Hurricane Ian. Go to my web, our website, ttmcast.com, to learn how you can donate uh, to the Lampia kids and uh, get some cards into their hands, uh, get autograph cards, regular cards, whatever. They, they, they would just appreciate anything because they're having a tough time. Click on the button that says uh, help the Lampia kids and you can learn about their whole story. And you can uh, also see how you can donate and where to send stuff. Everything's coming to me, to my house, and then we're going to send it off to the kids because they don't have a place to stay right now. I also want to thank listener Sam Kessler. Sam, um, we, we had so many interviews this week that I posted Sam's interview on Wednesday. So if you want to go back, check out Collectors Club with my interview with Sam Kessler. We talked to Sam. Sam is actually um, going to be exhibiting. He's going to be a dealer at a, a, the, a show in Maryland this weekend, his first time going, being a dealer. So we're going to talk to Sam. Well, I'll, I'll find out how Sam did, but uh, we talked to Sam about collecting, about uh, him being a dealer at the show in Maryland this weekend. So uh, go check that out. Uh, it was posted on Wednesday, Collectors Club, if you haven't listened to it. Also, next week, we have Ezra Levine from uh, Collectible.com. They are, of course, uh, the fractional company. We're going to talk to Ezra about what's going on in the hobby, what's going on in uh, at uh, Collectibles and all sorts of cool stuff. That's coming up uh, next week. We have, I don't know, I have like four or five interviews um, scheduled next week. So I have all sorts of uh, cool interviews coming up. I have a former uh, American League all-star shortstop. I have uh, a former uh, NFL linebacker. I have all sorts of other cool stuff coming up. So we have all sorts of cool interviews coming up, uh, you know, talking to people who uh, get autographs, talking to people in our hobby, talking to uh, fellow collectors. If you want to be a, uh, a guest on the show if you want to send us any feedback how do you do that drew just email us that would be ttmcast at yahoo.com drew and i failed to at the beginning to mention your uh your youtube channel and how people can oh, watch yeah. your videos why don't you remind people how they can follow you on youtube yeah i just got a new one put up for all of my september stuff you can find that at youtube.com slash dfw grapher or just look up dfw grapher on youtube or go to my website which is dfwgrapher.com. That'll take you to my YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. It's all right there, dfwgrapher.com. Thank you, Drew. Anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? I think we got everything pretty well covered. I'm going to go and uh, have me some coffee now at this uh, downtown coffee crawl. All right, you have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate all our new listeners. We appreciate the guys that have been with us since, since day one and, and our dedicated listeners. Thank you. We really love to talk collecting and cards and autographs with you. And thank you for giving us that opportunity. I want to wish everyone many happy returns. Have a safe week. We'll see you next week. Be good.